Hello. Happy New Year, I guess, still. Technically, that counts because it's been a minute for us. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome into episode 153. 154. Dang, You're close. You're on a roll, too. Yeah, but it has been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. It has been a while. But yes, episode 154 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is still in 2024, slightly better than what we're thinking. The gang's still not all here. We lost Heather, but we gained Sean back. Hi, my good friends. What's up? I, look, I haven't seen y'all since oh, last year. Yeah. Is that new? An ASC Richmond hoodie? Yes, it is. I like it. I like it. Soup in the house. Hey, what's up? Hey, soup twi- Soup for 2024. Soup in 2024. That's yeah. that's where. That's who I'm going with. We can that's get you a like right yeah. in, boy. That's, I'm going to write in soup. Soup in 2024. And of course, John. Ahoy, ahoy. I gave you a name in 2024. Ahoy, ahoy. You're welcome. I Starting got a right. name and yeah. I got a number. We'll see how if that lasts. But yeah, it has been a minute uh, since we've recorded it's been an a hot episode. Minute. It, it has. has. It's yeah, we've got some minute. exciting content for. Well, I think we got a lot of stuff. I think so. I yeah, we've definitely got a correction corner that needs to be corrected. Okay, well we'll do that. We'll yeah. do that. We'll get to it. Uh, but uh, so, how was everybody's holidays? It was all right. It was quiet. It was yeah. just the three of us. Yeah. Uh, the grand monster number one had gone down to see her folks in South Carolina. Also, so, you, Mama L and and Jane and the, yeah. Jane just hung out and did the gift thing. I didn't ask her a lot this year. My sweatshirt is one of them, but you know, when you're an adult, it's like I buy my own shit. Right. Yeah, right. right. And that's I think we talked about that. Yeah, it's like just yeah, cut yeah. me a check. I go right. buy something. This, this, yeah, this year Jen and I fully embraced that. Like she spent the months leading up to it, like Christmas, getting stuff for our daughter, but getting things that she wanted and needed, and like you know, I did the same. And so we yeah. really, yeah. we, we had Christmas for our kid when she came up. Yeah, because right? well, she's a college sophomore now. Right. She needs that stuff. Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like they like seeing my family. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's really all you need, I think. It was nice. I had a, it was a very nice holiday. I got a sweeper. I was very happy. Did. I a sweeper? Yeah. Sweeper? What yeah. kind? A Dyson? Uh, no, no, it's a shark. Shark. Yeah, I got it's the, a shark slim. We got shark. Yeah, the shark version. I like it. Yes, I. I Go buy a shark because I ain't going to pay that much money for no English sweeper that right. costs $500. Buy that shark. Shark is people. much better. Now, and yeah. honestly, when I, because I did spend some time mm-hmm. looking at these things. You did. Um, the tangle bar for the hair drove mm-hmm. me nuts on the Dyson. I liked it. It does well. The big the big vacuum we have is a Dyson. It's aging. Um, the handheld is a Dyson that we had for a long time. But when I knew I was going to replace it because a piece broke off yep. and it just, the battery, the thing that kills you is the battery. Yes. Um, right. I looked at this shark. It has the new technology. It has the fins. It mm-hmm. does a very good job. I was actually, I, I spent a while vacuuming. I really enjoyed it. Well, I see on the floor here you have a First man I've ever yeah. known to got himself vacuum. a sweeper and enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, I love you it. You almost knocked yours over too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I see the batteries over here. Get your Black & Decker adapters for see, those. See, that's the mm-hmm. thing is that's yeah. what started my, me down this yeah. path is I started looking at this when you got the, um, there's a, Makita kit that you can get for the the Dyson, yep. and you can replace all that. And that's the thing is it that's that's what wears you out is all these little batteries, and that only by design is forty minutes. Yep, you can't do the whole house in that period of time. That's what drives Jen batty about these things when they like handle it. you can't even you could do maybe a room or two, and then yeah. it's like it's dead, and then it's dead. Yeah, and it's got charged for six hours before you can go and do the that's next. The one, yeah. we have, one we have in the basement still has a cord, and even though I have to plug in four different times to get covered the entire basement, still yeah. so much better. Every one of our va- all every the one of our vacuums has a cord. Every one of yeah. ours has a cord. It's, I'm just those batteries. I'm thinking of the poor ch- the Congolese children who dig it out. <laughs> right. Rare minerals to make right. these damn rechargeable oh, batteries. 
It's true. To make it green. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the big Dyson is a still a plug-in, like the big one. The yeah. workhorse is still a yeah. plug-in. It's on, it's on its waning legs. It's, it's it getting It occasionally out. makes a whining, chirping noise, when it's, but it's only when it's on the carpet feature, which is only the majority of the don't they Don't they have like a lifetime warranty or something, Dyson? You should look into that. Oh, oh I don't know. Heather would know. Heather's got like the VP of operations on her <laughs> cell phone. Like well, she, to, well reach out to me because I will pack this shit up and send it right back to his house. For her, yeah, we've had that for we've had had that for a long, long time. I don't think though. Dyson makes a difference. Yeah. yeah, and I like them. I do like them, but I can't. I'm not spending that much on. No, them. I'm no, just not going to no. do it when that we were so fine, f- far behind in technology that, that any upgrade was better for us, and it works well for me. Like today, when I was vacuuming, nobody cares, but um, I took the time to clean the back of the refrigerator because that drives me nuts and also eats up energy, cost me money. Um, on being green, some time on the the thrifty the, Scotsman. Um, yes. How does crumbs and stuff in the refrigerator take up energy? Oh, it's all the it gets all on the, the coil, the um, fur on the coils. Oh, okay. I the thought you were talking about dust. like just no, generally no, no, no. food crumbs. I'm like, I can't oh, see no, no, that. No. <laughs> Although I will say, I don't know what goes on in this room when I'm not here, but there were half-eaten pieces of like <laughs> chips. And shortly before we had an accident on the table, I realized just how filthy this thing was. Yeah, it's gross. Nobody comes in here. and Nobody thinks about no whatever. So Mr. Science, I'll put that on my list. So we did. And the thing of it is, we tend to we'll buy we'll buy something like a like a hot like a vacuum or something. And those there's several hundred dollars you're looking to spend in Dyson. You know, in Dyson, you're you're getting impossible mm-hmm. even the thousands of dollar range, right? For sure. Um, but we we use them and use them and use them and use them no, until no. you can't use them no more. And then by the time we need a new one, the technology has progressed so right. far yeah. beyond what we have. Right. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's always that thing that I always get after the roommate about is like, buy once, cry once. Yeah. Because if you buy cheap, you're going to cry multiple mm-hmm. times trying to get that thing fixed and all this Oh, kind of I've stuff. always said there's some things yeah. you just don't cheap out right. on, right? No, there you just right. don't. And like with a good vacuum, you can use it and use it and use it and use it and use it for years and years and years. Oh, you yeah. don't need to buy a new one, yeah. right? As long as you kind of maintain it and Change the bag, clean out the little the little fur catcher. You're yeah. all right. Replace the belts. Right. Yeah. But I got I got socks. Those are fun. I like getting socks. Socks. I got socks too. I and like socks. I got many, many Floyd of Rosedale over oh, there. Oh, I see. I'm very excited about Mini Floyd. You see him yeah. sitting there. Oh, the little pig. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Mini Floyd of Rosedale. That's the Iowa, uh, Minnesota trophy, trophy which oh. is one of the best trophies. Speaking on of that, does UK and Tennessee do they exchange nope. the bourbon? They still don't exchange the beer nope. barrel because nope. of that unfortunate well, accident. Now there is a story that it is. It is traded back and forth There's behind closed doors. It's just not in public. Mm-hmm. There, there are people who say that happens. Whether it does, I don't know. Because now there's people that there's been a groundswell of, well, there's been a bubbling of support to bring it back, and whether or not who has it. So there are people that say that it's still there, and that the two schools, the two supposedly somehow they do trade it back and it forth. It's not place of it's work. It's not public. <laughs> but that's the thing about it is is that if they do. I guess it's after the game. And then, if not, who's got it? I think I can probably guess. It's been probably south for a number of years. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. But it is something I hope they keep. I was thinking about that when I read a story about the um, A&M South Carolina trophy, where they made up some dude that was some South Carolinian who fought in Texas. And so they made a trophy for the dude, and they started asking people about it. And most of the people on both teams are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm, asked the athletic mm-hmm. department, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then people are like, well, I, I've heard about it. I think it exists, but I've never seen it myself. So 
it I saw a picture and it was not impressive. No, oh, okay. Because I mean, I've seen the beer barrel. We have all seen it when mm-hmm. he used to exchange it from a distance. From a distance, had a lot of orange on it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of course they were kicking their asses. Yeah, of course they right. had a lot of orange on but it. But I, I love, I love me some Floyd of Rosedale, so, so I was happy to get many Floyd. So speaking of barrels, we have the one. Yeah, Holmes Hall had a football game with one of the other halls, and we have that barrel in the really? lo- in the lobby of our huh. my place of work. Oh, that's cool. When they were tearing down Holmes Hall to build the they new one, they found it. Oh yeah, they oh. Had, there was in a closet of stuff, and so is now it it's a full size barrel. Yeah, it's a bur- it's a it's a bourbon barrel. No, it's a beer barrel. Oh, beer like a huh. beer keg. It's interesting. Huh. Full size, but yeah, so it's there. It's got the scores on cool. it. And I think the That's last cool. it, it might have been before you guys went to school there. Chad and I were probably eighties. Yeah, it, the last score is like ninety one or ninety two. Oh okay, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So. All right, so Chad, you had a correction corner. You want to do correction corner first? Let's do correction corner first. How about that? Yeah, I feel like yeah. this needs to be said. Um, okay. Shout out to listener Scotty P for um, sending this my way for the correction. I believe on the show when Heather looked it up, we're talking about the fruit uh, roll-up challenge. Okay. Remember that? But, yes, yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Heather like looked it up real quick and said, you know, it has to do with like eating ice cream or something. You have ice cream on your fruit roll-up. Mm. It's actually a far cry from that. Okay. Um, this was of the younger generation. This is a fruit roll up is placed around a man's penis during fellatio. Oh. Which is funny enough, I actually got a meme the other day, or like when <laughs> because it came up, this lady's like, he was over one time for a hmm hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, and Nick, and he sends me this, and she pulls, she puts on the screen, it's a 72 count box of fruit roll up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. No, no. All right. No, I'm sorry. That's good to know. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, people. I'm old and fuddy-duddy, but keep your food away from your sex, as Mr. Science will attest. That is just yeah. disgusting. There's some issues. There's some issues. And that's, I like fruit roll-ups. Like, Jen does, too. Just to eat. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right? you do. But, yeah. <laughs> fruit by the foot, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't need that. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't. Like, wouldn't it stick to your schlong? Yeah. Like, uh, well, really but, they, but they make those edible underwear that I think is, like, the same consistency. That's even, the, that's that's even disgusting, too. I don't think I know, I know dental dams were pushed down our throats for a while, right? Well, well yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I, that <laughs> wasn't in That was in proper you know. use. Well, yeah. what's, what's funny is every time, and this is, I swear to God, this is every time we watch the Seinfeld episode where they've discontinued the sponge. Oh, Elaine's yes. looking for the sponge. But John and I have a conversation every time about why was it discontinued, and every time we have to look it up. The plant got contaminated. Yes. yes. And then they had nasty yep. viruses and mm-hmm. bacteria in the sponges they were sending yep. out. Correct. And Ugh. then th- that company came back for about a few years, yep. and then. There just wasn't a need for it anymore because people had moved on to IUDs and everything yeah. else. At that is, point, you realized it's cumbersome and difficult. Yeah, and, to deal you know, with. and IUDs are an old technology brought new. Right. So uh, I know we're of an older generation. Do yeah. you all know anybody who's used a female condom? No. Yeah. No, I remember the experiments, but that just sounds painful. I don't even think you can get them anymore. You can? I, oh, yeah. Can you? Well, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They sell could they, the could they push them in third oh, world sure. countries? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. yeah Especially that, in what, South Africa, yeah, that, age. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. That well, that's that's good to know on that correction corner, though. That's a good, that's a good one. So, yeah, the kids don't go around saying, hey, let's do the yeah. you know, fruit yeah. roll-up challenge, right? Uh, that would have been an awkward thing at a party. Like, hey, y'all right. need the fruit roll-up challenge? Well, <laughs> like, is, is that in conjunction with that rainbow thing? You remember that um, rainbow that kids were doing? Yeah, kind of I don't know that. With the lipsticks and the whole challenge was to get the girls wear all these different colors lipsticks and then the challenge was that oh, there you go you see where I'm that. going with that I've okay. seen the, like the thing where they try to go down like to the different color levels on a, like a rainbow pop uh, like, you know, okay like, yeah 
Well, you know, now it's just Stanley Cups. So, right. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. Stanley it's Cups. It's Stanley Cups. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was, I, that was one of the topics I had to talk about. But, but uh, we get to that in a second. So I, I doom scroll Instagram because it's the least offensive thing out there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it is. But, but that's why I don't like it at all. I, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like G rated TV. I know. I know. But it, but, there's this thing now that these group of women are trying to get rid of the Stanley Cup girls and bring back the mob wives. Uh, Have you seen these uh-uh. memes and like no, the mob wives like in tracksuits and shit? Yes, uh-huh. tracksuits and taking out the the garbage in your fur and your in your mules uh, and your pumps. It's all this kind of right. stuff. Yeah, but here here's the thing, and this is this is a couple of articles, um, and we'll get to we'll get to Chad's other topic because I really am interested in I this other topic. To know about that. Um, but I I've read I've actually it's weird because I just saw an, an article like two articles after I had a conversation with uh, Secondary Carrie who does mm-hmm. listen to the show. Um, when about are you to visit again, right? About how the Stanley Cup thing has gotten to the point where, and you know, there were fads growing up back in our day, right? Oh where yes, you, you had to have this certain clothes, like the right. guest jeans and and that kind Cabbage of patched, right, or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, or else you weren't cool. Well, now apparently, if you do not have a a Stanley Cup and b a real Stanley Cup, right. you will be bullied. Oh no, I believe yeah. it. I believe it. I believe it. It's, um, and I don't remember people being bullied necessarily. Oh, I didn't. I was bullied really? from buddies. I okay. had buddies because oh. I couldn't afford my, yeah. my parents have, couldn't you, afford okay. Converse. If you had no friends, but, you still uh, had your buddies. That's right. <laughs> a flipping cup. This is like yeah. my dad and grandpa took these Stan- the Stanley thermoses were for blue collar guys to take coffee now, or now the you, old green ones yeah. that yeah. are like I, I have years. one. I love they don't it. make them like they used to because the ones these days that they still sell like sporting goods stores. You could beat the crap oh, out yeah, of the old them, ones right? were like yeah. they keep coffee hot all day. Yeah, I know. I, I I think I got an old one that I ordered directly from Stanley. Not yeah. I didn't buy it at like Dick's or anywhere. Yeah, they've even got a class of term. I can't remember the term. I know my girls know it. Heather would know it for the ones that are fake for the Fugazis. Uh, they've got a they've got a like a special term for yeah. it. Well. It, I guess, you know, I, I, I saw this article in the Daily Mail. I didn't read the article. The headline said enough. This girl whose parents has spent like several thousand dollars so she could have a Stanley Cup that matched every single outfit She's, that she had stupid. or whatever. But like, there's, there's, they're going to fall out of fashion eventually, right? And then they'll still work and I'll just get them up <laughs> on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It, it brings up a meme I saw again when I was doom scrolling. It's like, all these people. First, it was Carhartt, and then it was Stanley, mm. and it's the white collar people so hard mm-hmm. trying to be blue collar. Blue collar fancy camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird because I went. I needed some new Scullies because it's been cold. So I went to the Carhartt sh- site, and the colors you would not believe. Instead of just that industrial tan brown, that tan brown and black and yeah. whatever, it's like moonbeam. Safety. Yeah. yeah. That's that's all you had before. Yeah, yeah, the three colors, but now it's just a, and then the they have even discontinued colors. On oh it, yeah, and they're like eleven yeah. bucks. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm a. Does Walmart Scotsman. still sell? I'm gonna buy some of them. <laughs> Does, did Walmart put them behind glass yet? No, no, they don't no. care that much. Does what Wal- are you talking about? The Stanley Cups. I don't know that we have. Them. Oh, the only Stanley The only Stanley Cup that I need, and I don't even see it sitting around here now. It's somewhere. Is your plastic? Is the Stanley one? Cup cup? That's yeah. the only one I need. And. Here's a good good friends. They're made in China. Right. China. But yeah, I've seen all the videos. People like, you know, cutting in line, jumping behind the counter. It's crazy. Did you see the dude in a Target? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And like the pink ones are like the most popular or something. I don't know. I mean. We're just on a strange timeline. Yeah. 
And then they hang all that shit off the hand on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're carrying a purse on top of their backpack and their on purse. On top of a purse, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Here we are. All right, Chad. So you got okay. this topic. We listened to this song. Chad played us this song. It was more than 30 seconds. Yeah, so dear listener, if you would please go to your viewing, your listening device. Pause the episode. Pause the episode and go listen to the song on Spotify, you know, iTunes or Apple Music, whatever it's called, or YouTube even. The group is called The Shags, S-H-A-G-G-S. It's a real group. Uh, And the song is called, I'm So Happy When You're Near. I'm So Happy When You're Near. So pause that and go listen to it. So pause, go listen to it, and then come back and... uh, we're just going to continue talking. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the backstory of this is yes, these these women, the young women, okay. uh, they brought like I'd say early mid twenties to like late teens. Okay, their father raised them. Their father was convinced that his mother was an oracle because she had made these prognostications that he would have three daughters. You know, he would marry a woman with strawberry blonde hair. She herself would have two sons, and all, all these things came true. But one thing she also said is that you will have three daughters, and they will become famous musicians. So he's there from New Hampshire somewhere, right? I think Farmington maybe or something like that. So what's he do? He spends his time when he's not farming. He has these girls. You know, he assigns them one to sing and play guitar, one to sing and play bass, and the other one to play drums, Like right? Hanson. Yeah, Okay, no formal musical training. He doesn't know anything about music <laughs> at all. Say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, you know, so they, you know, he has them practice and practice and practice and practice and practice, right? Didn't work. Plays, starts to play local shows there in Farmington, whatever. Get, you know, saves up his money for several years, drives them down to Boston. Shipping off to Boston. And, yeah, <laughs> actually pays recording engineers at a professional studio to record them. So much so that the recording engineers like are shutting the door and just laying on the ground laughing and so, like they, so finally you know after this is going on, one of them comes out and he's got the the gall to actually say like what is going on here like why do they have these weird stops and where they just he was like well that's all you know that's when they're getting it wrong so they have to go back and do it again right and so a little time, more time goes on and he comes out in today's money it's about five hundred dollars an hour right good lord and the engineer starts one of the engineers starts to feel bad like you know we're he's honest and he's like basically he's like i've got to be honest with you there's no marketability here this is the worst thing i've ever heard in my entire life i don't want to take your money so he refers to himself as their proprietor and he tells you know you know he was like i want to continue this so they were they continue this he then has he pays to have 1,000 albums made 1,000 albums right Nobody can account for 900 of them. There's all kinds of like myth and lore. They're called they're called the Wiggin sister, W I G G I N. So of the hundred that Which he keeps, he sends them out through a music distribution thing to like all kinds of radio stations, right? Hoping for something to happen. No airplay, nothing, right? It's like nobody will even air this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of dies on the vine. Well, he dies in 1975, and the girls stop playing music and decide to live their life because they'd been sheltered. They weren't in school. He had had them out of school, and right. Um, so the interesting thing is somebody found one of the albums, right? And liked it so much that they had Rounder release it and ni- re-release it in 1980 to go on to critical acclaim. What? Yeah. So there's two types of schools of thought about music, you know, according to, there's what people call, you know, neck up music. Like that's just cerebral stuff. You mm-hmm. think of the Beatles, like, you know, and interesting composers like Bach and things like that. Then there's also like called neck down, mm-hmm. which Rolling Stones, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
they're not in the headspace of I want to write a tune that sounds like this. So people start to think like this is a great example of neck down music and that this is almost like free jazz. And it was so it became became so popular among certain Frank Zappa said it was better than anything the Beatles ever did. Oh. And here's the thing about I don't so even like the Beatles. The one thing you get you get that they can't play any of these instruments. None of the guitars are tuned, the bass is a tune. No. The drummer's just doing interesting, odd rudiments. And when I say interesting, I mean fucking bizarre. There's but no time signature there. Right. So, but for authenticity, it's probably the most authentic thing I've ever heard. Because they created this, and they have no idea what music is supposed to sound like. They don't know scales. They don't know chords. They don't, nobody's ever told them a formula. Like, this is how you write a pop song with an A section and a B section and a bridge, and then come back to the A and the B. I mean, they're atonal at times, right? So, tone so deaf many, yeah, at so, times. so many people, this has come up in, over time, is that like, this is like probably the best example of making art without knowing how art is made. Almost like a Jackson Pollock, just like the chaotic fury of just like, and so now it's become like kind of de rigueur, I would say, for people to like, like it because it's so fucking out there. So but now they're actually famous. But it's, it's definitely authentic. Is it something I want to listen to, the whole album? No. Right, I mean, it's, but it's it's a crazy it's a crazy thinking process. But let, but I see they proved Grandma right because now they're famous. They are, but not for being famous musicians for fam- famously sucking at music. But no, but it, that's they're, they're still musicians. They're right. just shitty musicians. But now they've proved her procrastination so, right. So she's fucking a modern day Nostradamus. So the more I think about it, it is probably the first example of being punk as fuck. Right, because they're. There is nothing subscribing to any normality in this, right? But it's really interesting to me. And it's really terribly bad to listen to. I've listened to some of their other stuff, too, and it's just as painful. And, like, the naivete of their lyrics because they were sheltered and one not I mean, imagine going through puberty and you're, all you know is, like, I'm supposed to play this guitar and sing. So they sing songs about their cat. And, like, you know, when you've got no outside stimuli, it's just like So they, they were... Insular in the way that they they didn't interact with others. Correct. So that makes that does make a lot of sense in terms of the lyrics. And in because 66 it, New Hampshire, that was seems, easy. And that, but the other thing is, I could see like if you were on a self sufficient world yep. and you didn't interact with the outside world, that kind of thing. That I, one of the articles I read like said, you know, think about this kind of in the terms of what's his face in the Galapagos, um, who's the guy that. Um, you know the, the explorer that Darwin, 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 about how he noted like that the birds and like the yeah. the, the birds in the Galapagos like like seemed out of tune and saying different things because like they were so far removed from other birds. Like, it's yeah, saying. right, and that makes sense to me. But then I also think this is like uh, Oka Oka. Uh, Yoko Ono? Yes, thank you. Yoko Ono, where, you know, she had that plastic Ono band that she just screamed into the microphone for for 10 right. minutes, and it was absolutely it garbage, was right? Rubbish. So to me, that's in the same vein as this. It's it's this, like, just because it's art doesn't mean it's good. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? Oh, right. No, that's, no. That's a, that's the, I mean, but art is subjective, right? But is it art is. supposed to be good, or is art supposed to make you think? <sighs> make you think? Because this sure as fuck makes me because think, Because let right? me tell you, his explanation of what that is... That could be genius. Well, and I can tell you, it, it makes me be. think that I'm not near as bad as guitar at guitars. I thought oh, that I was. Oh, you're a million times. <laughs> Beca- and and simply, but the thing that I keep going back to in, in Chad's explanation of this is the idea that you had no external influence. You were never taught the because the very first thing that you said is they're not in tune. There is no yep. time. Oh to God! Yeah, no. I mean, you like the, the basics of music is to figure out 
I, this is the beat. Now I can, in, in your mind, you can sort of predict when this section, or you can follow along. Mm-hmm. It, if you truly gave somebody a microphone and multiple people, it didn't sound like they were in the same room, but no. it is what it is. But if you had no basis of knowledge as to how any of that worked or how songs in general worked, other than what you heard or you created as a child, like you and your siblings created yeah. as a child, then I do think it would be gibberish to everybody else. Right. Because, I mean, you hear kids... You hear kids doing that, just kind of what are you what are you singing or what are you doing, and it's something that they it makes my sense nieces to them. do that, but they're all they can all harmonize it. But like, yeah, but uh, there's also this innate human human ability that it makes some sense and it starts following the the rules of music naturally. Mm-hmm. This does it right. It's almost like yeah. when when a kid like starts learning to draw and like you yeah. know dad's got a long leg and a short leg and mom's got like fourteen fingers and like in one yeah. eyeball. Yeah. And the proportions are terrible, yeah. and they're bigger than but the house. But then, as you get older, like you, you learn the proportions, yes. like what you know, they didn't have that. They were just basically like given this blank canvas, and were coached by somebody who obviously doesn't know what the fuck music is either, and basically told them he thought they were good enough that he's going to pay like a lifetime supply of his money mm-hmm. to pay for this. And get, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating premise. And to tell you the truth, it in the punk thing, I think you're you're onto something with that. Like with them being like, because punk was totally just, we're not going to follow any rules, right. we're not going to follow music rules, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, kind of they stuff. did, but, enough, but they played enough that but, they eventually the, got good. Right, yeah, they, yeah. 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 Even if you did, but they still knew what the where, where the where, where the lanes were. Yes. Right, and the, yeah, and guardrails. Even you know? if you say we have no rules, it's impossible to get rid of that framework, the basic That's guidelines, true. as yeah. you say. Yeah, like this is like you drop somebody on another planet, yeah. and yeah. you brought what's your music, and they're like, I don't know what this is. It would be the equivalent of like my dad. Thinking that he like that he's going to make me a nuclear physicist, and I go on a like a TV show yeah. and I explain nuclear physics sure. to the audience. Yeah, they're going to think I'm clinically fucking insane. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Would you like to see my experiment? Like, like they would shut the show down. Right? Boom. They're like, no, no. So where are the Wigan sisters now? Oh. They're probably their they're, their grandchildren. Uh, internet obscurity. Like yeah. you know, they did a follow up. I think in the early 2000s on BBC from stuff I've read when they basically just said, you know, this is what our life was like. We were told to do this. You know, I don't think they took anything uh, harsh because they, you know, following when their father passed, they were like, finally we can live a somewhat normal life. And there's fruit roll ups in our future. Yeah. Yay! They don't have to be this quote unquote <laughs> band, right? So what happened to the mother? Uh, I guess she, she, I think she must died have died early. early. Yeah, but it's, again, let's she go didn't back, see it Let's go back to Grandma Nostradamus. Well, she was right. I guess what's wild is that, like you know, he like he believed that shit, right? So they, that did something that said that he his only musical ability was the jaw harp. <laughs> I was like, you okay, don't say. <laughs> hey, you know Yikes. what? If you can if you can stay on beat with yeah. that, then you know that's that's something, I guess. Again, with your construct. Yeah, but I'm just I'm trying I'm just trying to th- this is really kind of throw me for a loop a little bit. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? It, it, it is really crazy. is. Well, let me tell you the genesis of all this. So I went down a YouTube hole one day last week. One of the days we were off. You got to be careful. No, and I sent it to Carrie because I thought it would resonate with Carrie. Yeah, and it did. So when did you ever end up watching the whole thing? I, I didn't. Fantastic. I didn't watch. But she she's fascinating. This person. This right? is from her yeah. book. Okay. She's got a book now called this This is what it sounds like. Oh, Obviously wow. from this is what it sounds uh-huh. like when doves cry. This was the first experiment and like listen to this like objectively and then like 
think about it, and then come back and continue reading, and let's talk about it. Yeah, because right? it's Susan Rogers. Rogers. Susan, Rogers. Susan Rogers. So if you don't know Susan Rogers, she was one of those people that just happened to get lucky at the right time in her life. Uh, she quit high school in the 60s, got, uh, got married to an older man who was 20 at the time. She went to see Led Zeppelin at the Forum. He wouldn't let her stay. He told her her, her curfew, she had to be back by 10.30. So oh, she only, yeah. I, remember, I heard of this woman. Yes. So she had to go back, you know, and she promised herself, she's a one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to run sound here at LA Forum. Just one of those kind of things you say. Somehow she got divorced. She kind of lucked her way into getting herself a temporary internship role at Sunset Studios and so, or, or at one of them. I'm not sure if she was at Sunset. No, she recorded some stuff there. As just a technician, as to like somebody who would cut tape, like do real fundamental blocking, Anything, and yeah, mm-hmm. plugging in stuff to the board, mm-hmm. the big board, and all this stuff, right? Well, she eventually got good at it, and so there was a musician at the time who was just coming off a tour, his biggest tour at the time. He was just finishing up his 1999 tour, mm-hmm. still recording in Minnesota. He called out to L.A. and said he was looking, or his people did, said that he was needing uh, a technician, right? She had already heard his stuff, seen him a few times in L.A. She wanted to do it. She just jumped at the chance. She figured that it was low risk because who in the L.A. scene wants to leave L.A. to go be with some unknown quantity in Minnesota? Minnesota. Well, she would go on to work with him for all of his seminal work. He, she was on uh, Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day, uh, Parade, and Son of the Times. I mean, that's that's peak wow. Prince, right? I mean, that's yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. When she, like, she's talked, I've heard her talk, but it was basically when she hitched her wagon to it, he was on a trajectory to go to the stars, right? Like, just yeah. to the moon and back. So he ended up, it was a very tense relationship at first for, like, the first week she talks about that, like, you know, he, like, being a diminutive little man, apparently he's super, like, super into his work and he doesn't make small talk. And she felt that maybe, you know, she had gotten his studio set up there mm-hmm. for him in Minneapolis, and she thought this was going to be the end of her work. And so she wanted to make sure that she, he knew that she was a real person. Mm-hmm. Yep. They hadn't spoken. So she stopped him, and she said, I would like to introduce myself to you. My name is Susan. He said he looked at her for a second kind of curiously, and then he, like, smiled and bowed, and he says, I'm Prince, and shook her hand. From that point forward, they forged a friendship. She started as a technician to become his engineer and, like, producer for all of that shit. He loved her ear. She can't play music. She can't read music. She's incredibly she intelligent, though. Oh, yeah. She can't sing music. She left the music business in the early 90s. She produced Bare Naked Ladies and people like that. That's on uh, One Week or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. They won a Grammy. Like, she's, she says she's walking away from the music. She goes. She'd never gone to college. She goes and gets her uh, a double major in, like, psychology and something else there in, in Minneapolis and then goes up to McGill University in Montreal and gets her PhD in psycho-auditory stuff, right? Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so she's been working at Berkeley College of Music, which is one of the best music colleges in the world. And she's just been like, this has been her like area of interest for so long, right? There's like being a child who loved music, but not knowing how to play any of this stuff. But you got the man in his prime who you were his, you were his woman. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, she, like her, her, like her, like speaking of oracles, her thing came true. Like when Prince was playing at LA Forum, she was like running sound for that. That's I mean, wild. Yeah, it's crazy story. So she's got all these interesting takes on music and being like, you know, a first mover as a woman too is very powerful to hear too because 
she was quite the pink elephant at the time. <laughs> so yeah, I picked up her book and I'm digging it. It's really so. Which did she talk about that band in there? That's, That's how it, it started. Okay, okay. Because like the first thing she's talking about when you listen to music, because everybody listens to music differently, right? Sure. And even though she gave she gave like percentages of who people listen to, like this, this, this. I was on none of those. Like I don't do any of those things, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys are different too. But that was the first thing she said. She's like, 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 think about like an artist being authentic. And so she's obviously there's more examples. I'd be happy to share this book with you guys or order you a copy. It's great. But basically, it's an experience like where you you read some stuff and she suggests some stuff like stop, stop reading and listen to this. Like one's like go listen to Daft Punk mm-hmm. at the same time, then listen to CCR's Down on the Bayou. Uh-huh. And like, what like what yeah. are the messages What's saying? What's going on in there? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So huh. it's really cool. Yeah, that's... Damn it, I don't need any more rabbit holes to go fucking down, Chad. <laughs> well, I noticed today, I was like, I wonder if somebody's curated a list of all these songs that's in this book on Spotify, and sure enough, yeah. there was. Somebody well, but it's, it's the same thing as Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin can't play an instrument. Rick Rubin doesn't... Right, he, he said he doesn't he, know a dang thing about right. music. He said he, right? know, he, said he knows nothing about music. To, 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 to understand what he hears and what yeah. he likes. And well, he knows what sounds yeah. good. And, oh, yeah. and, and that's what he people. said before in interviews. He's like, I don't know anything about music, but I know what I like. Right. So, and the rest of us seem to like it too. Yeah, yeah right. God, yeah. I've gone down that. Like however, it. as in, is very interesting. It would be interesting if somebody <laughs> asked Rick Rubin to listen to that. Yeah, get his, to get him like to listen to the whole album. Because just as somebody who who at least can semi play some musical instruments or whatever and have, right. sing fairly decently, you know, I can tell. I can tell right away that's totally out of tune. Yeah, it's, it's totally just, the beats nowhere. It's but it makes more sense when you understand the story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if somebody yeah. like brought that to you and asked you to record it today, they would be like, "You are mentally ill. Yeah, you really need to see a therapist because it, this it, is not music." But it, yeah. it does to the point to how isolated they were. Because even if they'd gone to church, they would have gotten some they would have got some kind of bass, some kind of bass music. Yeah, they just yeah. literally stayed on that farm in New Hampshire their right. whole lives yeah. and did nothing else. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me when I heard it. I mean, I was expecting it to be bizarre, mm-hmm. but I was like, "That's what? That's even? Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." I mean, because you're like your brain is really short. Because all of y'all played music at some point, or mm-hmm. been in choir, yeah. or played a recorder, and you guys were. In, you can, it's it's all the crazy thing. You're like, yeah. what beat am I listening? God, that's yeah. like there's why no, is this so no out of tune? There's just like, yeah, and then like the vocals are in. Sometimes they're in this cadence where they're gonna ah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like cat screeching. It is wild. It's but it's interesting in the sense it makes it, the only way it makes sense is with the backstory to kind of understand where that's coming from. That solves a lot of ills. But it does make you wonder if you listen to it enough, would it would it have made sense to you? Bef- I mean, I don't think it would make sense, but it wouldn't have maybe has been as terrible because there's songs I listen to and I'm like, that's really terrible. But the more you listen to them, the better they are. It's definitely a catch it's, on. It's probably the definitive example of a neck down. Oh, yeah. Wait, to be honest with you, like, yes, it's out of tune. Yes, the beat's really kind of out there and thing. But, like, I've heard this, like, death metal that's way worse than that, sure. right? Like, there's some stuff oh, yeah. that I'm just like, this is what it, like, there's some death metal stuff. There's some, you know, ah, a lot of, like, avant garde, I guess, hip hop or, or stuff like that, like, you know, trap stuff. Or, yeah, I, I don't even know. It's just way it's out there. Stuff that yeah, I can't stand. Glass, like, that's, that is 1000% yeah. neck above. I mean, he's yeah. trying to create that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep, I don't think yep. he's just banging on like Glockenspiels and shit to be weird. <laughs> I think he's trying to create some con- something sonically. Yeah. These girls were not. Yeah. yeah. This was an isolated bubble with somebody who knows. Equally less about music, music than they do, yeah. telling them that this is what it should sound and like. And it sounds good, or whatever, yeah. right? Enough that you would record it. Yeah. Like, well, to, like, to make that money. Yes. That yeah. really is a fascinating story. 
Yeah, so she like she started off on this a little bit about him, and I just like went down a rabbit hole. I was like, how did this shit happen, right? But yeah, there's like people out there well, to this day that still that, say when it was re released, it got big reviews in the uh, the L A. one of the L A. trade papers, mm-hmm. Rolling Stone, huh. like it like in the eighties. Uh huh. And like, I'm surprised it's not appeared really? on the TikToks. You know, yeah. I mean, for <laughs> yeah. no, you know, for real. Right there. Like if it if it gets on TikToks, it'll go number one on Spotify. Sure, like for real. Especially some of that shit that they dancing and singing to right, right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. I mean, it's I've heard bad songs and lyrics that don't make a lot of sense, but then somebody fixes them or like makes them a little more. They, if you you can jazz it up, but it's it's fascinating to me because of the rule thing. I I find that fascinating. But what's interesting about that though. And here's here we were talking about the rural thing, is that where did bluegrass and all this other music come from? It came out of like the mountains and the rural areas, right? It actually came from Europe. It well, came with the Scottish and right, Irish, but really. it, but but you know it, it comes with over and of Africans, Africans kind, sure. kind of yeah. comes over. Yeah. Well, you know a lot of people that that start off playing that. I mean they're isolated, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they're well, taught but they're, rules. But they're taught the rules, right? I mean, well, that's, yeah. somebody's, somebody's heard, heard it in a rural tradition yeah. Yeah. that's heard it and knows, yeah. like, this is supposed to sound somewhat like a G and this yeah. is somewhat like a C, not yeah. like six indistinct <laughs> strings yeah. of varying like tonal yeah, quality. Yeah, right? because right. most of the bluegrass classics were never written down until right. like early 20th century or the yeah. middle of the 20th century. This is when they've got finally transposed to notes on a staff yeah there's some read. songs yeah. that, that I really dig about bluegrass that trace their direct ancestry back to Africa sure. right but yeah. they were passed orally oh, yeah. Yeah. through the diaspora yeah. into Europe yeah. and then eventually made their way to the new right. world right yeah. yeah, that are still fucking bangers but at some point in time somebody had to say nah homie that ain't good let's write, <laughs> yeah. this, let's write this down that's yeah. true because Chad makes a good point Sometimes somewhere in these oral histories, somebody screwed it up, and we're like, "We ain't going to depend on you." Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's life. Else to, we're going to tell yes. you about it. But it, it, the closest you could do that now is if you went to one of the like the islands where the the groups are that haven't been touched by yeah, external see, forces. Yeah. You go there, like, they'll kill you. Kill you. Right? Yeah, like if you had something like that, where you plucked them mm-hmm. and they had never heard of music, because in the it, essentially, I mean, it's broken down before this. But well, now it's broken down on a phone or television or whatever. But you start. There are people that believe that when you put somebody in formal education, you immediately start to destroy creativity and that kind of thing because you have constructs. But I'm not getting into that. But it's why not? <laughs> but it, like you could never because the first thing you're told is these are the notes, these are the tones. There are tones between those tones, but those are not. They're not as valued. It's like the major minor scales thing. Like it's the minors. Why? Why is a minor chord negative or eerie versus a, a major chord positive or happy well right. then you're getting well, into that music you, heavy music theory things. right but that's what right. i'm saying is it, that's what this is yeah. so yeah i guess i guess what shocks us what's so jarring to us is that over the millennia like we've come to accept that there should be 12 notes in the scale that there are 12 notes that are generally you can play around with that time like with semitones and things like that and in odd tunings that are a little bit off like if you listen to some of the older zeppelin albums you can't play along with them unless you tune your guitar kind of slightly out of tune mm-hmm. These people had none of that. Like, none of those instruments are, are. I can understand if they were out of tune, but they were out of tune together and out of time together. Sure. Yes, yes. But it, it's, it's truly the definition of cacophony, right? Or cacophony, yeah. how you say it? Yeah, cacophony. It, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. They weren't even. That's the first thing I thought when you did this. I thought this has to be people that recorded this in other places because they weren't in the same room. And then I thought about an AI thing. But, but it's it's so... I don't think AI could come up something but like it, this. It, 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 well, because it, of the rules. Right, because it knows the rules. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting, though, that the fact that they never got in tune 
when you think about when you see tribal music and those kinds of things, even though there are rules, somebody had to start it before. And then somebody said, hey, let me add this because it sounds nice. And everybody said, that does sound nice. Yeah. In fact, these folks never got to the fact that this sounds shitty. Right. Because yep. if, yeah. if you don't have any rules to tell you that what this yeah. should sound like. And maybe I mean, they got to the point that, oh, this sounds nice if I hit the drum here while you do this. <laughs> well, I hit the drum in one four time while you're playing in 13-7. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's like, to me, I'm glad you all had an interesting response to it. Because I was like, I was gobsmacked by it. I'm like like what the fuck caused this well, and then when you start yeah. to dig into and you with the story the story yeah, is the, obviously the, what sells it because totally. otherwise you're just listening to this tone deaf people try to play music right, right but yeah. what trips me out is like all these famous musicians and writers like it got hit the reset button and in like the eight and 80s they were like well this is real this is freeform jazz this is experimentation like this is, that's fascinating it's experimentation but i don't know if i would go as far as freeform jazz because even freeform, freeform jazz, jazz has, has structure right. that does have rules there's stru- structure per se right there's rules right. you're listening to the notes in between the notes it's same thing when you right. play blues right you don't want to play blues you don't want to play a note on every beat you want to play a note in right. between the space the right space the space, space and yeah. and pause and and <laughs> and uh the the silence matters right in yeah. between the notes i mean that's that's a thing why you think blues like so many people gravitate to it too it's neck down again right yeah yes there are some rules when you call and response or maybe like you know i play this and you play something similar and there's certain rules in there but it's a lot more freeform just like i know where the groove is and where the pocket is mm-hmm. i'm going right. to play things that i think make that sound better. fit that you yeah. guys still got to fit now you right. can fit in between the thing but you still got to fit and i get why frank zappa like that because if you've ever heard frank totally. zappa I mean, some Zappa songs are fucking brilliant, and some are just as bad as that. Yeah, and like they're not that like cacophonous, but they're equally as bad in my yes. opinion in terms of things I would not listen yeah, to. Yeah, totally. No, I'm good. Yeah, like that song "Bugger Freaks" cracks me up. He wrote a song about like pulling pulling out buggers, a guy over time, and just puts them on a window. Yeah, it's yeah. just he's he. Yeah, he's he's very avant garde. And you know, there was a lot of stuff in the '60s like that. And like I said, the Plastic Ono band. Um, there's a lot of death metal that I don't get. There's a lot of weird stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The scream core and things like that that just right. that sound about like what you played for us. Um, Which, is, again, goes back to... It's interesting because there was a phase in my life I listened to a lot of tribal music, and it was all very melodic. It all sure. made mm-hmm. sense musically. Sure. Yeah. It was none of this. This weird cacophony yeah, it, was you, all... It, you got to think that at some point in time... Somebody just, you would have to think that among these groups or these tribes, at some point in time, you had people like we talk on the show too about there's like, you know, there's like just natural women tasters that like, you know, have a super palate. Yeah. There had to be sometimes in these tribes, there had to be somebody that had just like, had this great oral capacity to be like, no, it should sound like this. Sure. Like, I like what you're playing, but if but, we do it like this, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And so those, then those became rules, you know, right. during like the medieval times whenever mm-hmm. they started yeah. to officially record. Right. You know, even Gregorian chant has some rules. Oh yeah, oh, yes. that's the thing is any any kind of any kind of music that you can think of, and even going back to like the death metal stuff, mm-hmm. there are rules for death metal yeah. stuff, right? Um, and in and, and even we get in these weird like drop D, drop E, drop C tunings, yeah. that kind of stuff. They're still they're still There's playing rules. They're, they're still playing, yeah, yeah. Notes. which is yeah. Fa- it's really fascinating. It really is. All right, so. Uh, this the, this whole thing the, talking about this this like kind of being an alien and not knowing the music yeah. and that kind of thing and not knowing what music's supposed to sound like and just kind of creating your own stuff based on whatever right. So you're saying you want to put the Shag Sisters in or the Shags in, no, the, in a time capsule? <laughs> but but what I want to do discuss is this new Lexington initiative. Oh my god! To bring aliens 
to Lexington. What? Have you, you didn't hear about this? Chad, no. How have you not heard about this, son? What? They tell him, Carrie. Tell him his tax dollars anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. You that's right. He moved, he moved to the, he um, moved Madco. Okay, so John, I'm going to let you explain this. These you, morons <laughs> took tax dollars and beamed a message to outer space saying to come to Lexington. Lexington, what? The Chamber of Commerce and, Commission and the Convention These Bureau. morons took tax dollars and sent a message 40 light years away that says, visit Lex. <laughs> what the actual So fuck? then, theoretically... If received by someone who could translate it elsewhere, oh, it's in binary. They were translated. They sent it in binary. But but can you? Do they know that? Yes, they did. And they they also, you know, the Voyager messages. They also put like the chemical (laughs) symbols to say that we are an intelligent species. And but, then but, they went from there. But what if they yes. don't know this? They're yes. from another galaxy. How did I miss this? So I don't know. If you it was like on national news, dude. It oh, was national yes. news. Oh, if I you receive that. that day one, and you immediately respond 40 light years later, somebody that's going to be here is going to wonder who's going to arrive. And going to kill us all. Well, again. Stephen Hawking was not wrong. And these idiots no, allowed They're, not, they're you, not coming here for peace. No. no. We got shit that they want. <laughs> you, could, you, could ad- you could attach your own message. To this thing, if you wish to. They can have this weather, I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. So, it was actually the, the Lexington World's First Interstellar Tourism. That's what they're that's what they're touting this at, as, oh, is the world's first. And they made this whole, the video was like two minutes long yeah. that they made. And he looks just like you think he would look. We're going to get fucking 20-foot elephants, 20-foot tall elephants that walk on two legs, going to be well, here in... In 80 years, gladly Apparently they missed us dead. and they ended up in Miami, right? Uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, all the, if you did get a response, they're going to think these horses are snacks and it's over. Your tourism's dead. Yeah, but they... Like, what would possess you to come? Like, they, like, they, that was they, all PR. It they just, spent... The city of Lexington spent money. The sit tourism group did, spent money to make... Say how much they spent? To, I, I don't know. To make, a, to make like a two-minute video... I can't believe ...about why this. aliens should come to Lexington. Like, who comes up with this shit in a boardroom? Like, who comes up with these... I know that's probably getting... He's getting books. <laughs> Chad's getting books. But it's the same kind of logic, right? I get, I get your concept. <laughs> Just we can't. I can't. I can't. Pump, I can't forget. Don't worry it. about y'all. We're not gonna report I, it. I, we, I, I, if you really want to hear it, I'll play it back on the 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 the, ver- she, the, the wave version that I keep me. for myself. Um, How much did this cost, John? <laughs> it, it was crazy. I mean, it was I on. Didn't read it because it irritates me. So it much. was on NPR. It was like it national. Was everywhere. Everywhere. It was, I've sent everywhere. you the AP article, and I think it was on the BBC. I heard it on the BBC. Oh, it's That's what I usually listen to in the morning. It was like wild. Now I will say that it for we that. Brought together experts in engineering, linguistics, digital media, philosophy, and science fiction. It achieved yeah. its purpose. To design, debate, and transit, transmit the message. It was the whole point. And they, and they purposely picked a place that was kind of outside the current uh, study groups for SETI and all that. Mm-hmm. And they sent it 40 years. So now, like, for, that, for that purpose, like because it got on the AP, it got on the BBC, it yeah. got on it, it got everywhere. Right? I mean, that's, that's a, like good PR. That's, that's good Earth PR for Lexington, right? <laughs> oh, it says that the very last sentence is the message was sent. Oh, no, no, sorry. In the meantime, the agency says earthly travelers are invited to visit. Yeah. It was wild. So, I mean, in that respect, I get it. But at the same time, it, but that's your play, though. You're it a makes horse us community. look like idiots. I mean, I can understand if you're Roswell and you're trying to drum up traffic. Yes. Right? But you, like, you're, you're a horse all community. It's right? Vegas, outside the, Area 51. Even I mean, Utah yeah. at this point. Ticket, you know? okay? 
Yeah, that's so weird. You're man. the desert. You find a way. You this more like Mothman no is in fucking West Virginia. I could see them sending this signal, but right? not here. Or like Sasquatch, because we got Sasquatches right down we Lawrenceburg. Do yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, follow me. This Lake. Maybe they've already been here. Of course they have. Maybe, maybe that was the Wiggins sisters. Well, you know my theory on it. They're in the ocean anyway, so <laughs> right. don't That's matter. what John says, because we haven't explored the ocean. You're hey, right, sir. I saw an article in the Daily Mail yesterday that they had this graphic about the depths of the oceans, mm-hmm. and we have not. Ex- we don't know what's in 95% of the ocean. John has been yeah. saying yeah. that for as long as we've yeah. been recording the, this. Uh, infographics, too, like where they had this, like sizes of the buildings. Yeah. yeah. Down, yep. and, like, oh, yeah. That's pretty yep. wild. Yeah. But 95% of the ocean, we don't know what's, what's in it. What's fascinating about that is the, uh, well, to me, is the the... Bottom of the Marianas Trench, the deepest areas, the fact that things thrive at that pressure. Yes. That's the fascinating thing. But I'm telling you, that's where, well, the first branch where medicine's going next is the genome, and you will have medicine that is... Tailored for you. You will you will have your genome, right. a, a test for your genome, and we'll determine what drugs are best for you. Um, it's happening now. That's what Wild Health's um, doing here, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the next thing is going to be... What are all these things and what can we learn from them because they're surviving in pressures and they're surviving in like what makes their organs work in that in that situation and how can we use this to figure well, something else we've out? We've already been studying sharks because sharks do not get cancer and they're like the only one, the only species on the planet that did not get cancer. And so they've been studying those for years. That we know out, of. That we know of. That figure out why they do they did. not get cancer. And that, that's one of the biggest things out there is how do we figure out what what is the What's the process by which this is happening? And it's, it is it is interesting some of the things that are occurring and the ways that people are figuring that kind of stuff out um, that before you had no clue. I mean, I, it's no stretch in my mind. You'll have insulin that you can – it won't surprise me if there's an insulin or insulin-type product that you will use like as a lotion or that kind of thing that's absorbed through the skin. Um well, that you just don't have to deal that, with the Propecia, whatever the yeah. the one the hair things that Rogaine, it don't work. Rogaine, what what what? It's the thing is because it's such a high concentrate of testosterone that women are not allowed to touch right. it, or pre- especially pregnant yeah, women. Yeah, if are pregnant like, women, yeah. or if you think about getting pregnant, yeah. you're not supposed to come near your man or yeah. not use this stuff because it will get in your skin and it will mess up just your. Just be bald, stuff. man. Bald is beautiful. Yeah, I want to be. My bald. head is shaved. I want to be bald so bad. But, but I, you got like the fryer tuck going on. Like the My head is shaved. It is. I, I got be, that too. Yeah. The little fryer tuck. Yeah. yeah. I want to be bald so bad, but the roommate won't let me. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I just want to be bald. So, <laughs> so yeah, apparently we have asked aliens to, to from outer space to come to Lexington. You people have. <laughs> My people have not. They're going to land in Madco. They go, oh, look what those tasty chemicals that yeah. are left there. We're going to get those. That may be what keeps them away from us. Is what is that weird chemical signature? Yes, that seems odd. That project's about to wrap up. It is. Mm. It it's is. it's done. No, so it's done. That's yeah, so what I'm saying. But I'm yeah. the, I'm talking about like them starting to move out and like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they got to like you know. Yeah, because I think I mean, it took the, them like what forty years to get it done, but you got to so have an evacuation plan yeah. for all this stuff. The too. last of the gas has been incinerated. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, down there at Bluegrass Depot. Bluegrass Depot. Yep. So they say. All right, so kind of the last topic here I wanted to talk about because I thought this was pretty interesting. I'm calling her TikTok Tunnel Lady. Sean, did you have you seen this? Did you see this story? 
What is this? Chad didn't see the story either. I saw part of it. People are in tunnel girl. Okay, so I think I saw it on Daily Mail. Okay, what's tunnel girl? Tell me about the tunnel girl. So this is a a woman Mm -hmm. who lives in Virginia. Mm -hmm. She has an old house. She decided that she wanted to dig some kind of storm shelter type of thing. Right. right? She has a legitimate engineering degree. I'm glad to hear that. So (laughs) she starts digging this tunnel. She documents every aspect of digging this tunnel on TikTok. She okay. has to fabricate some of her own tools. She has to figure out how to get the dirt out. She has to do all this stuff. Okay. Well, because that, I'm pretty sure because she documented it on TikTok, um, well, she didn't have the permits. She didn't get the of correct she didn't. permits. She was stupid. And of course, the government told her, you need to shut this down. They came and they did inspections and they were like, hmm. Yeah, nah. Was she a practicing engineer is my first question. Did she have P.E. after she her PE, name? Because right? you can't I, build anything if you're not a P.E. I don't know. All I know is the story that I heard, saw, okay. whatever, said that she did have a degree in engineering. I mean, that's fine. You have a degree in engineering. But you're not a P.E. But you're not a P.E. If she was a P.E., then she could have retroactively filed for the permits right. and sit and, and showed on her calculations. Yeah. Yes, and signed them and been fine. So maybe she, maybe, <laughs> she could have yeah. been like an electrical engineer and that makes it moot. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. but or she was, a, a lot of the videos that I saw showed her trying to do electrical stuff and she said she had to watch a lot of YouTube videos oh, to okay. figure out how to do stuff and this kind of thing. That's how and, Lionel Jefferson burned down his daddy's cleaners because yeah. he was an electrical engineer and not an electrician. There's a difference, people. Total difference. Of course, my first thought on the whole thing was, you didn't call 311. So did. how do you yeah. know you ain't hitting a water or a gas line right. or anything like that? No, she, was, she was stupid. She just making these. She was just making these tools and all this fabricating all this stuff and just digging dirt out. No, and then shoring stuff up with uh, with cinder blocks. So she goes. It's eight one one. Eight one one. Yeah, three one one is like yeah. Okay, my, you didn't it, get my trash. Right? Uh, either way, <laughs> just keep calling them. Just They'll call, be happy call to before, do. Call before you dig. Yes, <laughs> she's at engineer everything. She's not a formal engineer. What a shock! Yeah. I mean, because yeah, she, she studied studied business and finance oh in God school. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the most for professional life yeah. in the information technologies. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you side eye me? I'm not digging just, tunnels, bro. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna say part of this appeals to me because I've always had fantasies of having escape tunnels out of my house mm-hmm. whenever some entity comes to my house because of the stuff I may have done like or not room? done. No, I don't want a panic oh, room. You just want to escape. I want room. a tunnel to get you out. Mean like El Chapo tunnels. Yes, okay. I can get out the back. And across the yard, and be be away from them before they blow in my house. No, it no. She's stupid. I mean, yes. And here's the thing: counties will let you do, particularly in Virginia, will let you do a lot of shit if you just file for a permit. They just want their yeah, money, right? And have a record of it. That's all they care about. And to, I mean, as long as it's safe. I mean, that's the thing. Is it's the the, the part of the story that I knew about was that she started this. She. She sounds like went for clout TikTok, now, right? TikTok yes. that kind of thing, and it She's became an influencer a thing because the story was she may have been wanting to do I don't know root cell or whatever, but in the end she just kept digging like Forrest Gump, and yeah, they're like, she so was what are you going to do? Trying to make like, it to China, dig Forrest, dig. So then they're like, when she started gaining popularity, she just kept digging, and then they're like, what are you doing with the digging dirt? for clout? Yeah. yeah, and she said, yeah. well, I want to make some castle tower, and they're like, that's not going to work. That's not the way this works. But then she just kept digging until she got enough notoriety that people came with the authority to say, you got to stop digging. You know, what terrifies me about this is that when I taught for my couple years uh, on the south end of Lex, and Chad may remember this, there was a fellow who was digging out uh, a basement 
with the neighborhood teenager and it collapsed. And the reason it affected us is that I think the teenager that was killed had gone to the elementary school while I was teaching. So oh. several of the teachers knew him. And so we talked about it that morning, but that's like, that's dumbassery one-on-one. Right. Which is funny that yeah. you say that because yes. it because it is funny that you say that because the home that my mom grew up in in Ellesmere um, was one of these like like you know pre post World War Two you know build it kind of yourself like houses yeah. right um, that they moved into it was a three bedroom house that just had one level mm-hmm. and my grandpa decided that he wanted a basement so my grandpa dug out the basement and in fact my mother has memories of her as a child wheelbarrowing dirt up and down and that he would put uh, she said he would put like build up the cinder blocks Mm -hmm, the posts mm -hmm. or whatever to shore it up and as a kid I remember playing down there um, because it, it was like it was finished idea. it was finished by the time I right. I had come along but like the the like he had, the walls he had were very uneven yeah mm-hmm. get shelving that was kind of just concreted over he had smoothed the dirt out that was very uneven and stuff like that um, but yeah he decided he wanted a basement in the house and just started digging wow. <laughs> and yeah. he was he worked in a steel mill uh-huh. and had zero formal training he had more training than this well woman, yeah yes. he probably did. <laughs> I mean, there, there, you know, and there are ways, dear listeners, that you can go retroactively dig your basement, but sure. it costs you a lot of money, a lot of engineering numbers, and you better hire a professional. Yeah, and, uh, you got to have a lot of insurance. Yes. I'm pretty sure my grandpa yeah. did it with a bucket and a yeah. couple of kids. Uh, of course, he did. I mean, again, <laughs> the houses were smaller then; they weren't as you know, the loads were different. No, this house is teeny but tiny. It, yeah, I could see well, that. Yeah. Also, the rules were different. Yeah. The world was different. Right. No one cared. <laughs> There's a point at which nobody Pre-seat was... seat belts. Yes. Nobody was concerned <laughs> no, about the children no. that continued to dig in the neighborhood, in the yard next door. But again, I guess it's amazing to me that she would continue to dig something like this, think it was safe, because she's getting all these hits on TikTok. Because she's an influencer, and we become an influencer. She's a tunnel influencer. All, all the, I like that. All the rules go out the window when you reach that level. Because I just, before I came over here, we can go back to, I watched an influencer, because again, I'm doom scrolling Instagram, and this influencer went away to college, left her daughter with her grandmother, with her mother, the grandmother, and was bitching because the mother was saying, I need money to take care of this child, which you have abandoned to go to college and influence. And the girl, the influencer, was fighting her mother for getting money. And I thought, this is some bullshit. This is what's wrong with the world. <sighs> Top five. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, so Chad's got nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I thought it was kind of an interesting story. No, Terminal ignorance. Well, that yeah. she would even like go downstairs, look at the basement and say, you know what? I need a, like a, a tunnel. Now, again, I empathize this because I have wanted an escape tunnel my whole fucking life. But you're not dumb enough to start digging one. You, you damn right. Or get, had the money to pay to have one exactly. dug. I could see if you wanted to, if you had an earthen basement, I could see the thought of maybe a root cellar. Maybe a sort of a bump out with some shelves so that you could put roots or something. That's fair. Like, a, like a, a prepper area. Yeah. Well, but I mean, just like something small, like cabinet sized. If you had something cabinet sized that was literally just an arch top, straight down the back, you could like put extended in, pantry type of thing. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a cool cellar, like a, a yeah. root, 
A root yeah. cellar. I can get that. I the rest of this I don't know nothing no, about no. that. Like digging and I got no plan and I'm just gonna keep digging. And I don't know where the gas lines saying, are. That's that's my that's my whole thing. I'm worried about gas, gas lines. lines. I'm worried about when is my pickaxe or whatever your spade is you're using gonna hit the electric line. And more importantly, who was she telling I'm down here digging? Because if she was by herself and now, nobody knew, I don't think there, she was. I think she had help. Okay, because I mean, you know, it could be one of those cases where the tunnel collapses and her neighbors don't see her for two weeks, and then the police come and see her, and her ass is buried and dead because <laughs> yeah, she got crushed. See, yeah, I just don't get people's like you know desire to film crimes. Yeah, or anything. Like right. I'm, I'm, again, yep. taxation is theft. I get yep. it. Like, you know, it's like this, uh, but this, I don't. Yeah. But I don't want to advertise that I'm not like, breaking the law. Breaking yeah. the law. Right. It's like the the idiot. Uh, Watch me flout the government. The idiot kid who basically filmed him and bragged about the fact that he went to Nike. He bought a pair of Nikes, like expensive. Nikes. Mm-hmm. Then he's getting paid advertising by this panda site. It's mm-hmm. called Panda or whatever that where you can buy cheap Chinese knockoffs. Right. So then he films him buying these shoes from Panda. Then he goes back to the Nike store with the cheap twenty five dollars shoes he bought, and then gets all his money back from the Nike store because of course the employees are going to look at him and be like, okay, yeah, sure. yeah, right. And now he's getting sued by Nike because of Nike was he like. Is. Uh, we, don't, we don't take chi- cheap Chinese knockoffs lightly. Yeah, or like the guy that was in the plane recently that jumped out. Yeah, he went jump. to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, and he, he crashed a crashed plane. Crashed his plane. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Because that's a federal crime. Right. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> because people don't realize it's a federal crime. They really don't. And they think, no, but, but ignorance is no excuse of law. Correct. Right? I mean, that's, yeah, correct. That's, yeah. Because people yeah. don't realize, well, I'm going to film myself jumping out of this plane. Well, what happens to the plane? Well, I mean, I ran it out of. Well, I ran out of. But yeah, we were, so. I was in a mountain. Who cares? But then he had all the California shit because yeah. they right. have stricter yep. environmental laws than oh, federal. Yeah, for so, the with the fuel and yes, all that. And so he got yeah. hit with that too. It's like dumbass. Yep. You know, he could never fly a plane legally again until he dies. His ghost might be able to do it. Seriously, yes, yeah, wild. We're going to talk about the bourbon now. We are going to talk okay. about wait the bourbon. Wait, before now. we do that, what's our correction corner? You had a correction no, he did corner. it. I did oh, the uh, the jolly Ra- or the jolly oh, rancher, yes. the oh, fruit yes. roll, fruit roll. Yeah. I there was more. Do you want to talk about that some more? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I already said keep your food and there was another. One. I wish I pleasurable activities down. separate. But yeah, I, lo- I like when people correct us on this. So that one I was not expecting. That was yeah. unexpected. But the bottom line is, if you're going to do a crime, don't film it. All right. That's it. <laughs> you know, all of us know this. Because let me tell you, Chad and I know, growing up on the east side, uh, north side of Lexington, they were shit we did in the 80s. We right. were showing up going to jail for it. Right. Like the EPA, like we talked there ain't about no the, statute of limitations. Big, <laughs> a big, big, big time call back here, long time listeners, like the throw it over the fence like yes. discussion. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. EPA would have you like, oh, you God, know, yeah. of throwing oil oh, over the fence. And there, yeah. and there is no statute on that right. limitation. They can charge you 50 years from throwing oil, throwing paint, throwing yeah. lead <laughs> paint. <laughs> and that was the least of the shit that we right. did. Right. Yeah. So the bottom line is dig a ton, but don't film it. <laughs> I, I will give mad props though, to Matt, Madison County. I, w- I will say this the pool will be open. We've got our deck built and everything. You guys oh, this spring. And, okay. But uh, in ground? Uh, semi in ground. We I like hit, it. We hit uh, we hit rock and cold. Bed rock. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the man, the, the different experience of dealing with Madison County building inspectors. 
Dude, it's like the 1970s again. Well, that's because they're not trying. And, and you knew the ones here in Fayette County. That's yeah, the scary thing. Yeah, the, but like the one of them, the one guy came out there. He's like, he opened up the back door. He's like, hell yeah, we're gonna have some bro down out here. And I'm like, <laughs> bro down. Well, like, I love this. That's guy. because they're not trying to get aliens to come to Madison right. County. They're then, not wasting their money. And then he said, he's like, well, you got plans? Put a, a locking gate like around that. I was like. He was like, you can talk now this if you want to. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's like solely chill. Like, I mean, I was getting ready to answer him. He's like, he's like, you can talk now if you want to. <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. Appreciate the locking gate. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, yeah. so pull, pull party at the, yeah, at the, at the, at the soups. It's soups. Bring well, that, soup. That's going to be like a 48, 72-hour oh, bowl. We're just going to be drunk. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody driving home, I can tell you no, that right like, now. We got plenty of room. All right. All right, Sean. So what, what was your opinion on this bourbon? This was very drinkable. I had two helpings. Um, the nose is a bit astringent, but the taste didn't match. Um, probably about um, 100 proof or so. Because it had a little fire, but again, it didn't taste the fire. It just smelled it, so mm-hmm. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, that's my default move, too. When in yeah. doubt, bottled in bonds. So yeah. I thought it was extremely drinkable. Yeah. Like I actually liked it. Yep. Unfortunately, I can only have just one small little port because I got to drive two and a sure. half hours back to you know right the right. the boonies. But yeah, I thought it was quite drinkable. I liked it. So this is um, so you can pull some like this is made from Wyoming. No, and they, well, no, 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 no. But it's it's, it's interesting that y'all say because I know what this is um, because I, I've actually I've actually had it before and we specifically bought it actually after we had it for the show. Okay. So okay. for you all to try out. Get on the nose. Vanilla. I got vanilla yeah. and oak. Yeah. So, I'm sure you got to it. Like they say that you get persimmon, no leather, moss, or and pond so, water. Or Starbucks. Never, did you ever find any of that in your bourbon? I ain't. so here's this the, is where I found it. So here's the interesting thing is, um, and again, I'm not going to say what it's it is just yet. Too. Okay, mm-hmm. so we like this. Well, go go ahead. Add t- a tell the story. Water, if you can, I'll give you a little more chat if you want. But it's. I'm curious as to what you think if the Scotia water does to it. Just give me a little because this time is point. this is the. I won't look. I got my eyes closed. This is the one time Ooh, that dark we in here. we actually tried this, um, and did it. But we've talked before about like the flavors you get from bourbon that uh, oh, cedar, wow. oak, leather, oh, water, wow. it, all that kind of stuff. It's I'm curious as to it's what really it. weird. I put the water in yeah. it. It totally changed the nose. Yes. It's not burning me. Yeah. It's, it makes a difference. Oh, it opens it up. It makes a huge difference. The question is, is that good or bad? Right. Yeah. Oh wow. It's weird. Just even a drop, of, a little drop of water makes it makes a difference on it, which I've never had that happen before I either. But the, I still got to fire the taste, but the nose. Well, I've got bad. a very large proboscis with very large nostrils, so it's still <laughs> very pungent to the okay. nose. I agree. On my nose. <laughs> as as a similarly y'all got some individual, y'all got some big ass noses. Proboscis. <laughs> it's very English nose, yeah. Very English. But it's it's one of those things. I still that it, cedar vanilla, maybe a little. Mm-hmm. The cedar thing actually, but the flavors are coming out more now that I've added in that 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 astringency. Is so, I, Sean, I know you you're you you're not. Good at the distillery guessing thing, no. but Chad's pretty good at this. Yes. Chad, do you have an, an idea of guess at the distillery at all? Had it before? No, it's it's an unfamiliar. So you said the defaults the hundred proof, sort of the ball and bond thing. 
No, no, I, got nothing, yeah. huh? Yeah, I was unfamiliar. But it's drinkable. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Which is ironic because it really when we is. had it. Uh-huh. I thought it was horrifying. It was. That's why I bought it. Four, four roses. We no. added water to it. I thought it made it much worse. worse. Actually, That's why I bought this, it. This this is the only bourbon. This is the only bourbon in my whole entire life that I literally have ever gotten leather on. We both tried it. I totally. And got we leather. looked at each other and we're like, "Holy crap." This, this is leather, touch, and then we put water in it, and we're like, oh my God, this is even worse I leather. I thought it would help. It made it actually like wet, nasty. But to so t- you all don't like this. Well, but to tell you the truth, in the bottle, this is better, this is than, better what than what we had. This was what we tried on the trip when we went to the Evan Williams Experience in Louisville way back. They gave you four different samples. This was the one that they made on site, and I really hated that because and it, it was, was the worst awful. one. I've never heard of this. It's I haven't either. Square six after the place that Evan Williams opened, that plot of land in Louisville. Um, this is made on site. It's one of the things that um, it is a high, didn't it high, rye. high rye. High rye, and it's 95 proof. And it's 95 proof, but it, it drinks a little hotter than that because of the rye, I think. It, when we had it, the flavorful. tasting was awful. It, it was, was awful. Horrifying. It was literally, we, we looked at each other and we're like, this is on par with crap that Sean brings. Like, it wow. was. <laughs> yes, that's why I bought it. I said, this is worse I didn't than get what that Sean at all. brought. I didn't I get didn't that at either. all. But after we. And I didn't get it, today, it out of this bottle, which is weird. So, it, so this is the first time it's been opened? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, yep. It is very weird. I mean, this is like, I was there. If I didn't have to be somewhere tomorrow, I would kill his damn because bottle. Because we, really, we really honestly thought you good. like you all were just going to be like, oh my God, this is terrible. But no, then I drank, it, I drank it and I was like, this is not what we had at the distillery at all. Not even close. I'm it, anxious to see if it's been open for a while. Because you know, distillery yeah. bottles can be open for, yeah. I don't know, who long, who knows how long. Oh man, they turn and burn those, those yeah, exactly. tours. So you would think yeah. they go through them quite, right. like they have to keep them fresh. It's interesting too that Chad said cedar because I've not... I've I've always thought oak or wood, but I've never specifically thought cedar. And now that you say that, that does it's that you putting that in my mind attaches to a flavor that I've smelled in this yeah. a couple of times, and it really is a cedar. I do feel like there's a leather to it. So you so you're me. saying what, it's to call this all back. So you're saying that when you had this tour and you tasted hated this, it. It tastes like, like it was made by somebody who's never made bourbon before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This was somebody who didn't know what bourbon was supposed to taste like. Right. And dear listeners, it's 52% corn, 35% rye, and 13% malted barley. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, we both, we, but when we both I took was, a sip of it on the tour, yeah, it, so we looked at each other like, oh my God. Bourbon. tour bourbons are bad. Like, yeah. Because like, like the Four Roses, like yellow label when they do that, and you're just like, hard yeah. pass, homie. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm good. But actually, in having this out of the bottle... Solid. To- totally different. I've never it's seen a- on the shelves. Is it only like an exclusive? Yeah, it's only available at the tour. Does it have a year statement on it? Because it uh, drinks a lot like Evan Williams bottled and bond. Yep, it does. Except it's 95 it proof. Yeah. yeah, just five proof points lower. You get more out of it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it, I'm kind of glad that it didn't I suck. I need some fucking glasses. Mm. Mm. I was really looking forward to We the were suck. kind of excited with oh, the suck. Oh, you were though. ready for it yeah. to suck. Yeah, yeah. It did not suck. We were ready for y'all to be like, this is really bad. Yeah. So. But yeah, well, sorry. Sorry. I thought yeah. I'd out Sean Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you can never do that. Well, that's like our shock of surprise at that tailgate when Aya oh, Saran had become good, right? right? That was Who a- knew it just took two years of sitting, <laughs> on sitting the show. around? With some oxygen in it. Well, bitch. It is the neck pour. I blame the neck pour. <laughs> All right. So, time for first end of the show shout outs of 2024. Four. I'm going to shout out the uh, Grand Monster number one who right. had an adventure in. Uh, Florida made it back after two weeks. So. Fun, fun. She, I, 
Yeah, I think she had a passable time, but the, the great thing the was... Weather was better. Yeah, it was much better. I think she's ready to get her shit together. So, hey, shout hey, out to there you, you, girlfriend. Go. All right, go. I got a couple things here. Saltburn, the movie. Barry heard Kogan. good things. It is a mind fuck of a movie. That's what I've heard. I've heard good things. Don't let anybody spoil it for you. But if you have Amazon Prime, it should definitely be on your watch list. It's wearing me out with the ads. Saltburn. Okay, I'm going to try that. It's good. Barry Kogan. Fantastic actor. He was like he stole the screen and uh, Banshees and Sharon. He played like the village idiot. Oh yes, Did I need to watch that. that. I have yeah, not watched. Is it, on, is it on the Prime? See the, the one Prime. that shows his uh, fruit roll up at the end. Uh, I hope not. And there's a, a full frontal scene. Saltburn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Saltburn. Yes. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. It's like it's like a it's like a I got a real strong talented Mr. Ripley vibe out of it. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah, but it was. Right. But his acting is—he's he—it's man, and what's her face, Rosamund Pike. I mean, they're—they're—it's great characters. Okay, uh, we were late to this. Jenna are late on this scene because, but we finally ran out of shows to watch that are more modern stuff. Reacher. So we went back and we watched. No, Reacher. I'm not going to talk about Ted Lasso. No, gonna, no, uh, he just keeps looking at me because we have a list and we just haven't started I watching have a list. anything. Reacher. Someone well, has a veto. Reacher. Uh, you shouldn't veto this if it's not on your list already. Fargo, the series. I heard it's really good. Fucking I heard it's good. So I've heard it's good. Oh. All no, no, no. I'm just gonna say all the previews for this because it's all standalone stories, right? Each each Fargo, no. each season. Each, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Each season is a standalone season, right? They yeah. don't tie into the seasons. Don't tie into seasons. They do. I heard this one was a standalone season. This season, maybe the fifth season. Anyway, know, this season, all the previews that I've seen, very, very Twin Peaks. David Lynch vibe. Yeah, it was, that's like the whole thing with the movie. Did y'all see the movie? No, I actually oh, haven't. Oh, the movie? Oh, what is wrong with you yeah. two? I don't know. So what it is, from my understanding of it and reading up on it, is this guy was a big fan of the movie. Okay. And so he wanted to, he came up with a plot line. Francis McDermott. Based on like the Midwest. Like, you know, people, they're, they're, they're painfully nice. Like, right. it's mm-hmm. like, even when they're in discomfort and distressed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shocks. Oh, geez. You know, yeah. it's yes. like, oh, it's you the, cut yeah. off my leg. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Prince, going back to our earlier conversation, he is in the first Fargo. In the movie? Yes. I did not know that. Really? Where'd yeah. they stick his little five foot two ass in? You know the dude who's running away from the car accident who gets capped? No, I'll have to watch it again. It's been years. But it's Prince. But Francis McDormand. Really? Like, yes. So I don't know about the other seasons, but this season, all the previews that I've seen, because it's got John Hamm in it yeah. and a bunch of people. Um, and there's a Chris Rock season where he's like, early. it's early Fargo. It, it's like, it looks yeah. like the characters in this season are super quirky and like they got, um, what's his head from the kids in the hall? Uh, Which one, Dave? Uh, one yeah, yeah, Dave Foley or yeah. whatever. And he's got an eye patch, and I'm like, oh man, this is so Twin Peaks. Dude, and if you dig that kind of stuff, it's like that. It's like, it's painful at times to watch because these characters are just so fucking mm-hmm. Midwest. So we've watched the whole first season. Billy Bob Thornton should have won every award that was ever known yep. to man in that mm-hmm. season. Incredible. Second season is is the first, is, is um, Fargo, like, 20 or five years or so before it ha- for that stuff. Okay. Bokeen Woodbond is amazing in this, dude. Oh my gosh, he's great. The characters are fantastic. Like each, uh, what's his face? The the younger brother, Macaulay Cole, Kieran Culkin, fantastic actor. Yeah, you, every season is like, you know, all these like great actors. You know, the, in the first season, it's the guy who played uh, Bilbo in The Hobbit, you know, the mm-hmm. English guy. Yeah. But yeah, he pulls off a great Midwestern, right? Just like, um, Highly encourage you. I'm I'm sad that this came out in 2015 and yeah. we're just now getting to it. But I'm glad we can now binge them. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, yeah. So go watch that. Uh, shout out from 
Heather. She wanted me to shout out Sean. His birthday is tomorrow. Oh, she wanted yeah. to make sure Thank that you. got mentioned. Yeah. But on that note, we'll shout out Heather, whose birthday is Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, birthday, Heather. Heather. And yeah. Sean. Thank you. Um, also on Amazon Prime, the second season of Reacher. If you're a fan of that book series, I'm still reading the book series. I haven't. Is the, is the show good? Yes, it's yeah. really good. That guy's gigantic. I'm he is huge. <laughs> he beats Tom Cruise character from the '90s, early eight, late '80s, uh, early yeah. 2000s. Okay, and then yeah, yeah, it. the movies. Again, Reacher. If you don't know, Reacher is like this six-five ex-military policeman who's don't massive. Don't spoil it for everybody. Yeah, but I won't spoil it. I'm just telling Reacher. But yeah. Tom Cruise does Tom Cruise. Right. And the, and the movies work. The two movies Tom Cruise yeah. me work. But the Reacher series is better. More like the book. Yes, and because of the size of the character. Another, so, another good movie. I can't let, like, not be talked about. This also on Prime. Uh, and it surprised me uh, because I hadn't seen it. Maybe Sean has The Covenant. Mm-hmm. I have not. I, it's, it's on good. my list. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those like action porn movies. It's not really action porn. There's actually a real story there uh-huh. that's based on things that probably really happened, mm-hmm. like in the uh, Iraq War. Like, oh, uh-huh. yes. I, I, yeah. I, that is on my list. With to the read. translator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Especially after what we did in Afghanistan. But it's another yeah, show. Yeah, Afghanistan that's, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another That's what I'm sorry. It was Afghanistan, not Iraq. Yep. Yep. John, any of the show shout outs? Well, so there was something on our to watch list, which is growing more and more lengthy by the day. Damn, why did he look yeah, at You got like no that? more Maxon excuses now. Maxon basketball is not there. Me. But there was something on there that I couldn't figure out, and then we decided that it was something called Contact or something Contact. I mean, the movie Contact is really good. No, it was that thing. I think it was that thing that Sean told Chad to watch, and you said it was awful. Oh, it's yeah, it's dog shit. Yeah, what is it? That like that. that, Oh yeah, uh, the documentary. The documentary. Chad didn't know shit, (laughs) dude. I've watched like thousands of documentaries. (laughs) I know what a good documentary. That was not one. Because we were sitting there and we're like, I think that's what this. I can't. I don't know what this is. I can't figure it out. Don't listen, Chad. Go watch it. Chad said was horrible. It's hour and a half. As much as Carrie loves, like. Space and shit. Yeah, she's gonna poke holes all in this thing. And this, yeah, that's fine. Go watch. I do You'll be all right. It's an hour and a half. You'll be all right. So, end of the show. Shout outs. Oh, end of the show. Shout outs. Sorry, I forgot it was my turn. Um, so shout out to Gravity. Rick found out. Um, he had a the little movie, bit of a fall. We only fell. He yeah. just had a little. He the took a little Jody trip. Falls? Had a good fall. Yeah. Um, Sandra Bullock. Let's see. Oh, and sh- well, shout out to um. Dan Cibolle, who finally freed Big Z. Big Z. Who had an amazing evening. Oh, the my fact, God. The fact that that uh, other kid didn't catch that pass, that dish underneath the basket, yeah. that, was that was wrong. nasty. Yeah. Because he was not head up, son. He's from Croatia. Yeah. He's from Croatia. Always watch for the pass. Dude, that was, I mean, a seven foot two guy moving out like a guard that, with Thank that? you. Thank you. That's the point. Like, we watched the whole thing. I enjoyed the whole game. I enjoyed the threes, and people were all fascinated by that. And I'm like, he's you, from Croatia. You missed the fact. First of all, do. the pass. Everybody saw the pass and yep. that was cool but the thing that before that pass was the fact that this kid is 7-2 and he took the ball in three-quarter court and he was dribbling it like he intended to dribble it down the full court and, you know i heard an explanation and it for was that creepy they were talking about that after i don't know if y'all watched the after show with the guy from they used to be on florida patrick what yeah he's basically patrick saying Young, yeah. yeah they were basically saying that uh he had late growth spurt so he mm-hmm. played a lot of guard he's uh, another so, anthony, so he's davis. davis yeah anthony was, davis exactly he was one of those like hey He's six two ish. He's probably yeah. done growing, you know. Not. <laughs> yeah, give him the ball, let him shoot the rock, let him handle it. But then, oh, another foot later. Well, yeah. you know, he can do more things. Ta-da. It, it was crazy to me to watch. It was, it was amusing to watch the Georgia coaches who just kind of like sat there because I mean they had no idea that was coming. Those kids had no idea. They hadn't clearly hadn't scouted him because they left yeah. him alone on the. And somebody didn't read the news in the morning. Um, it 
Myron Medcalf had a great take on that, and I, I like his takes for ESPN. But people yeah, like gave him a lot of blowback. I don't think they got that he was like it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing. He basically posted. It seems kind of unfair that Kentucky shows up with a seven foot two guy that can dunk and shoot and like move the rock, and people were like, "We should have had him." Like that wasn't his point. He's basically yeah. saying like, "It's like okay, they already have Mid-seasons. a lot of weapons." In yes, the- <laughs> and, oh, oh, by the way, we've got this. Here's something. Here's else. the third seven yeah. footer. Yeah. that you know. Um, so just to just to allay the, all those concerns, as a Kentucky fan, we still can't play defense. I was going to say, I'm so worried about defense. Cause <laughs> they gave up 62 damn but, points in the second half. But damn, whatever. didn't we though? So I think I think you actually have a big shout out, like a big one. It's very sad. I have a big shout out to the goat. There you go. Which goat? Well, the goat only goat. goat, Nick Saban. I don't know the man changed a, the game. I don't know if he's the only goat, but I'll listen to your shout out. The, well, now he's I'm the goat of the this. modern era for sure. It's um, college football. Yeah, I mean, he changed the whole game. He changed yeah. the conference. Oh no, he did. He that. changed yeah. the game. He he was. He was no Frank Kersey, though. <laughs> he was oh no Steve God. Spurrier. Frank Kersey, sir. Was, well, Spurrier, Spurrier played his, his role, but, I mean, the Saban standard became the thing that everybody chased. It's, oh, no. it's oh, been no. fascinating. Well, if you just look at the number of decommits, like they've had to transfer a hurdle. Dude, it's yeah. like, and the people left this team that was like one game from the national championship, it's like, it's scary. Because they wanted to play for him. They didn't yeah. want to play it for will. Yeah. So if Ryan Day doesn't end up winning. Uh, $13 million in counting. If he doesn't end up winning a national championship this next year, they got to boot him. Him. I yeah, because if yeah. like so many Dude, people are defecting, if he can't beat Michigan next year, they have to get rid uh-huh. of him. He is now like they have gone and shook down everybody they could for thirteen million dollars to rate everything they could find. They've right. done that. They've done this year. They took Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss. They they're getting the quarterback saying and like. I, I still don't think it's going to necessarily mean you're going to win. Yeah, but sorry like, to derail it. Back to your point. Yeah, I agree with it. No, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's the a thing. big day. It was a change it, in landscape. It was a and huge was. thing. And it's one of those things that the the ripple effects of, of – the ripple that is, it has caused is still being kind of sorted out in college football, specifically the conference. But it's one of those things where everybody – you knew this day was coming. You didn't know when. You look, people are revisionists now and they're looking back and they're like, oh, well, we should have known this and we should have no, known that. No. I do think that the only thing that to me makes sense is when they bought that house and it, he bought the house in Florida and he did whatever. But the thing of it is, you never would have known. That's the way he wanted well, it. Because you got fuck you like, money and you can buy a house. And he's got a house yeah. on a lake he, in Georgia, which is a vacation house. But so he it's isn't like, Coach yeah. K who wants to have the year long right. parade. I'm glad he didn't do that. Yeah. Thank That's you. not him. To parade me around. That, now, was, that was fucking annoying. Is he going to sit there? Only to lose to North Carolina. Hilarious. Was it glorious? Twice. Yes. So, three times. But that final game, though, that was just It was glorious. 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 To be Seriously, to be put out by your art trial and their third generation coach. Um, but it's interesting because it's it's a whole new day. Um, some of the Bammers have taken it better than others. There have well, been a few the, people online. And then Kirby have, snatched what up? Was it their offensive oh, guy or which which guy so, did he get? Well, the Toby took or, uh, Kirby took uh, T. Rob, the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, yeah. And then he started taking a bunch of kids. And it's there's there's a couple people online that aren't handling it well. They're like, well, uh, Sark and Sark's at least being. Uh, gracious no lane's being gracious about it as opposed to sark and, and kirby who are just picking the bones of their former mentors program apart they're destroying the the whole legacy of saban and people are like i think that's the point it is right. the point yeah. but but here's the thing again it points out the fucking americans are so like only two years ago all of us lived through 
after Bearmont retired. Well, no. And how shitty that no, was. No, Gene Stallings had good teams and he won a national yeah, championship. But, but so, he was he was after Bear. But you look at after, you, after, after Bear, Bear, they went through a number of them. I yes. don't disagree, but you can't you can't discount the Gene Stallings time there because oh, he no, did I, win a national I championship. I don't discount the now, Gene Stallings. after Gene Stallings, yeah, it was it was I don't terrible. discount Gene well, Stallings, but I'm saying this is Between the, the Bear and Gene Stallings, it was trash. Hot we, garbage. We lived through this before. People, it, it it happens. It happens well, because the, students. After, are, it's going to happen even more now because guess what? You can pay them, which you should have been able to do all the time. Because this whole bullshit about well, college education, or you're getting a free education. Ninety five percent of them couldn't pass damn classes. Yeah, like That's Charles Barkley said, he didn't know what the fuck yeah, library right, was. Exactly. <laughs> the weird, Some people did pay them. The weirdest thing like, about this, this save and retiring is the fact that. Bammers acted like he died. Yeah. They that was strange. had like a memorial at his statue. statue. Offerings, moon pies. It was Sorry, weird. It yeah. was very weird. I'm like, the man's not dead. The man just retired. The dynasty might be dead, but the man's not. And speaking of those little Debbies, have suffered fucking stringflation. I had one oh, the other day, has, right? and they're smaller than the palm of my hand. Yeah. Remember those things used to be. And I'm they like, used to be ju- yeah. ginormous. Yes. yes. They were sizable. They and they're were still delicious, I'm bad. Yeah. Oh, they're still delicious. good. It still delicious. tastes good, but it's just small. So what did y'all think about how quickly they snatched up Washington's uh, coach? They didn't. I, I mean, I don't. They, they, who were the, who, A, who else were they going to get? And B, they didn't have time to, to drag oh. this out. I, no, they, they were trying to shore up the team. They, but they needed a coach. Obviously, I'm wrong. Now, you want to know what happened? Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy Sexton controls all of this. Yes, he does. Jimmy Sexton. Yeah. Jimmy Sexton is an agent that controls everything. About three months a year. Yeah. What's the dude? What's the dude? What's the dude in the NFL? Um, he's the same. Oh, it's Rosen, uh, Rosenthal. Uh, Drew Rosen. 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 Yeah. Rosen. So he's Rosen. he's the Drew Rosen of college football. Yeah. So every big coach is his client. That's one of the one of the big tea leaves that people are saying that was missed was that um, Kalen DeBoer recently dis- three months ago dismissed his. Uh, representation and signed on with jimmy because a, a lot that's, that's a, what happened is people are saying the story out there i was gonna say is yeah. that they that greg Byrne, the athletic director called kirby and said i know you're a georgia guy but but they hate we kirby have an opportunity Alabama. here is there any interest he said no thank you they called Dabo. says is there any interest they hate God, well, i know that yeah. and and trust me that's a phone call that we've all done them before yep. work related or otherwise when you're sitting there going i know i have to make this call just please god say no quickly so i can hang up move on with my life and then what happened was jimmy took his information to the three different people they were in well four different people they were interested in, uh, norvell sark lanning and kaylin DeBoer. they weren't interested in kiffin at all no nah. Hmm. He, he has some burned bridges. I'm and, sure. Well, actually, he has some bridges to wives in the community that they aren't interested in rehashing. So, basically, Jimmy said, "Let." It, it's a lot like the residency matching process. They said to the to Jimmy, "We're interested in these four coaches. Find out if any of them are interested in us." There's a bunch of them that said, "Okay, maybe." But in the meantime, Jimmy's like, "Nobody's answering me until we get everybody raises." Yeah. So everybody got raises. Yep. Everybody did their little video thing, and Dan Lanning did his. I'm an I'm an Oregon man kind of thing. That's it. It's Oregon guy, not Washington. And then guy, yeah. once it was over, they came back with Kalen DeBoer, who honestly is. To me, if you look at it, what they the mistake they made in the eighties is he the new guy from the Washington coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the in, Indiana. 
the, well, that's the that's the wild thing about this. If you told me that three years ago the 2019 offensive and defensive coordinators at the Indiana University that won eight whole games in one year are now going Alabama. to run the Alabama Crimson Tide, I would have told you that you have been beaming messages to the wrong galaxy. So. <laughs> Roll Tide, motherfucker. Let me tell you. But here we are. And it was he ever under Saban at any point in time? No. no. Okay, so he has no affiliation previously. But that, but that I think is one of the big things is when they when the bear left, you had to have a tie to the bear. It had to be one of Bears boys that took the job. That's how you got the mic show, the three mics that were god awful. The one time they tried to break out, the guy couldn't even go out in town without getting in trouble with strippers. So then Trolling, you get, baby. Then you finally get to the point where Saban comes in and the story is is recounted again this as he retires. He told him he's like, a lot of these dudes got to go. You're doing it my way. He pushed away a lot of the boosters. The same thing had happened at UK with basketball a number of years ago. But a lot of these hangers on, the people that had claws in the program were like, we're not doing that. It became the saving way. It'll be interesting to me to see his true role. I, they yeah. say he's going to have a spot, an office in the stadium and that kind of thing. He does not strike me as the kid that, as he the guy is, that's going to be. He and Miss Terry are going to get one of them custom in uh, practice, Mercedes watching campers it. and go away and just yeah. hang out. I think what he will do is I think he's going to pave the way with some of the coaches be on and some of the NIL yeah. people, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to make the transition a little day. easier for him yeah. he because be. he doesn't want to see it crumble. That's his, it, Essentially, it's his life He'd work. He'd be a good fit for the Lee Corso role. Yes. yes. And that's what people have been saying. And, you know, and then the thing about Lee, that Saban, I heard the story, when he was hired by Alabama and he was flying back on the jet, and he asked the athletic director at the time, do you think you hired the best football coach? And the athletic director was like, him and Hawn and same as it. Mal Moore. Mal Moore. I don't know if you hired the best football coach, but you hired a hell of a recruiter. And even in the NIL era, that's even more important yep. than the X and O person. No, I agree. To keep these kids happy. Well, because your, keep cor- your coordinators, yeah. your coordinators are the ones who the are coaching. doing yes. the X and X's and O's, right? And that's something that people don't. A lot of people lose sight of is your position coach is the the person who has the and they keep the, the relationship they're the, the subject matter that's experts why you and the, yeah and they, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we saw this with win. the hometown basketball team when he lost his two top coordinators it all the team went to shit yep. and now that one of them's back things are getting a little better a little better yep but that to me that's the that's the big key it, it'll be interesting to see there's going to be a resurgence certainly these vol fans think that their day has oh, now God. shined they're still going to suck um it just like Ohio State's put a lot of cash in, Lane clearly says this is his chance. They're, they're buying anything they can buy and anybody they can find because they that window of opportunity seems to be theirs with the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. But it's going to be interesting. It's a, it's a new day in the conference, which I'd like to thank the SEC for giving him one last chance to come up here and whip her ass. We couldn't have certainly gotten the new guy, but – Whatever. I mean, it's a it's a good look for you know Florida and I mean Texas and Oklahoma because I mean now they're not competing with Satan uh, Saban every year. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you got Satan Satan. God, y'all Satan got me Junior, you're right. You got Satan, Satan Junior, like successor at Georgia. Like, yeah. yeah, you yeah. got Satan Junior at Georgia. You, yeah. you got to get through Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's the problem is now it's now you got that visor to deal with and it's yep. It's going to be it's a whole different story. It, it's, it, college football is going to be definitely interesting come August, mm-hmm. for sure. It's going to be a different landscape. With the 12-team playoff and all of this, it's definitely well, What about this? I know we didn't meet, but you know, it's kind of funny that the uh, championship game was between two Big Ten teams. Yeah, I want to talk about it. Big 12 teams. It was like, I, I wouldn't talk know. About it. I wouldn't know, but it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I watched the first it, half and went to bed. It, 
It's not an exciting game at all. No, I, do, I it, developed content. No, the national that. championship game was Michigan Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Oh no, Bowl. it was. That's what. And how many years has that happened? Mm-hmm. Is that one of those semifinals is a national mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. game? But man, you know, I'm not a Michigan fan. Never have been. I don't like the program. I don't like anything about it. But got to give him props. Har- Harbaugh did it. Beat keeps beating Ohio State, and he won the championship. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You, you you focused on one goal, and you you achieved it three times over, and then you. you and that's got what to they the told him. And now you're interviewing. You do this, or you're gonna get fucking fired. And now you're interviewing with. With pro coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still hasn't gone to the Bears yet, so that's interesting. Which is the Bears said they're sticking with their coach. I know, which is, which is like it, it, that's like mental. Like, yes. why would you do this? Because Harbaugh is a proven quarterback whisperer. Yeah, because when he was at my beloved Niners with Kaepernick, Kaepernick was is not good, was not good, but he whispered in his ear and made him yeah. good. The Bears hate their fans. That's so, just about yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Bears hate most things. Hey, but I, yes. Well, I'd say this, man. I do think that there's. While we're on the NFL thing, man, I think the the Packers have positioned themselves to have yes. a fighting chance for a few years. Could running be. Now. Oh Could yeah, be. Could young be. talent, yeah. Could right? Be. You know, yeah. oh, no, they just about one last night. Yeah, oh, yes, except they for did. that untimely throw. Yep. yep. But they have good game. Much like the Niners, they have found their quarterback of the future. Brock Purdy played yeah. trash last night. He did yeah, trash. He, but he, I need him play good. For the five minutes he did, yeah. and he did, that's and, right. and sometimes yeah, that's all it takes in the NFL. And 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 the, and the Packers, which is the roommates' team, is mm. I think they have found their Brett Favre replacement. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah, young. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go to Liberty? Liberty? Was he a Liberty yeah. guy? No, that was Malik. Uh, as Malik Willis, that oh, okay. you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Jordan where... Love. Did he go to Cal? Maybe. I think I remember seeing him playing on Saturdays. He yeah, was I don't know. playing, but yeah. Maybe. But I mean, it's the thing. And so my beloved Niners have their future, and the Packers have theirs. And yep. I'm happy. And the Steelers are they're you something. Know what? They're a player or two away. They're, they yeah, need to sure. call Nick Saban saying, "Can you spare us two years?" No, 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 they don't. No, 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 they need to be no, hanging no, that up because no. that man needs to become a commissioner and save this dump. Somebody has got to save this sport, and we are in dire straits with the number of things we have swirling around us. The calendar has got to be overhauled or else you're going to lose all the best coaching talent. The NIL thing, Congress seems to be involved, which is not positive in my opinion. Well, God knows. But we've got to have a more streamlined process or else this whole thing is – it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. We're, I, we said Congress. Congress well, you talk about whether like the FTC or whatever's gotten involved because they say you can't like you have to sit out a year on that second transfer thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, some of that. that but right. they're on the side of college football. No. Absolutely. Well, yeah. they're, they're on the side of the athlete. Uh, the athlete. Which, anyway, I am too. Yeah. But my point is, we have to. The idea is that they're the only ones who can really create this. What essentially is going to have to be a quasi-employee status thing. Well, yeah, because they're they're they not going to be employees, employees, but they are employees because you're told when to perform, yes. when to be there, what to when do, to go to class, all that. Stuff. When you're not on the field, you have to be here. It, we, Karen and I have talked about this shockingly numerous times. It's one of the better plans I've heard recently is to create a pay scale from by conference. Somebody's got to lead that and say this is what you get paid in the SEC if you come to these schools. This is I like what that. this position pays. We're the communists, but it this works. is what all the rest of this pays. But then you've so got to stay for three years. This. Well, but if you sign to play at this school, then you it's get this contract. amount of money for one year, this huh? amount for two years, this amount for three years. If you sign the contract, then you're going to be here for three years. So then we have... Instead of what Lane Kiffin says, and he's right, is unlimited free agency yes. at the drop of a hat. If you leave, you got to pay back. That's what has to happen. Is we we, we got to figure those sorts of things out. It, then you've broken the contract, so there's a replacement fee. And that and sounds like a lot of overhead. It is a lot of overhead. A lot of overhead to fix a problem. It sounds like it's making it worse to me. But at some point, you contract have to, disputes, contract law. Right. Like you know, you're getting like at some point you unions. Because, 
essentially yeah. you're going to have a players association. It's going to, and that's why another idea that and they're going to have collective the bargaining. Yeah, yeah. keep going down that road, man. I think you bring in the NFL as a partner, which. Then you, then it makes it easier. Yeah. You know? yeah. What do you go to? When you look at the MLB model, it's like, hey kids, you go to college, you're three years there. We're not touching. you. And see, that's it. Yep. If, if you do that, the we, MLB model is the way to go. We maintain your rights. We yes, do this but we thing. don't touch you. Right. right. That's, Nobody's going to deal with you. Yeah. But that, you stay I think there. That's the yeah. way to go for college football. You I know. think it makes the most sense. Because again, they so when have they hurt. ever been known to do that though? Right. Again, but the right. the NFL thing, I don't think is the worst plan because of the way that when when it was discussed, one of the topics that was brought up was stop fighting over these games and these dates. Stop fighting to try to carve out a time when you did that. If you because now that ESPN and NFL are going to be partners, clearly. Oh, look, there's somebody who'd be a wonderful intermediary between the two to say, well, we would like to program championship weekend so that you had um, the AFC championship, the NFC championship, um, or, or like the wild card games. You could have two wild card games and you could have the college playoff and then you, or the championship or that kind of thing. Like you could have this ready-made audience bleed right into your product which is always good for the for espn i mean it it's going to take somebody like that to figure out how to do the programming side of it that benefits everybody else because it's the way it is now we have 2024 nfl light college as college football on the structure from the 1920s and it it's not sustainable you know what's wild to me speaking of espn like Video came back and like um, like old school vids or old school pics like of Carl Lewis when he sang the national anthem. If y'all remember that and how bad that was, and like the cutbacks to the ESPN studio. I mean, where they were and what they become, they become a titan. You know, it's like yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me to think that in our lifetime, like because we grew up with this stuff, right? When they debuted and all this stuff, and now like they're like at the table for the NFL and like like they're calling shots with these deals and Mm -hmm. stuff. It, it's wild to me. Like yeah. it was from somebody's basement. Yeah. From like like a yeah. freaking uh, Connecticut uh, too, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like a like a. Um, there ain't nothing else in that fucking town but ESPN. Public access. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. shit, right? Yeah, it would totally look like it looks like something you would like government right. funded TV. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. John, any other any other other end of the show shout outs? I think that's probably about <laughs> it. All right. Well, I would like to shout out first of all the UK hockey team. Who Yay. L's down everything? Beat Louisville twice this weekend. Swept. Nice. They Go do. They do a bourbon barrel. They, they and they, they've actually published this on their Instagrams and stuff. So they do a bourbon barrel with Louisville. So yes, congratulations to the Kentucky hockey team. Are they for, still club or whatever? That's those? still club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like rugby. But they're doing like they sell merchandise now, and yeah. they do we all kinds merch. of stuff. Yeah, it's great. Merch. Also, shout out to the anniversary. Of one of the greatest sports spectacles oh, ever in the yeah. history of sports in 2012, PDW Pete Weber. Oh, oh yeah, who are you? Oh, I, I am, am baby. He's <laughs> the best. That's right. Coke fueled man. A man, decade on, it still makes. Who no are sense. you? I am. That's all you need to know. What is explanation for like some kid was like harassing him and taunting him, and he was trying to shit talk, but he got just so like, yeah. excited about the win. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he he wins the uh, what was it? The I don't even remember what tournament it was. 
Um, Sunglasses. Y'all, the U.S. Open was the U.S. Open. He won the 2012 U.S. Open and just... He's still alive. Yeah, he is. What's he do these days? He still bowls. He he bowls on occasion. Um, But did the X chop. Who do you think you are? I am. Sunglasses on. Yeah. Great. So where is the PBA these days? Still around. Because Paul Allen bought it. Yeah, before no, he died. It's it's they, on a Microsoft. Yeah, oh, I okay. still I still watch it on occasion. Okay. And um, the family still owns it. They they don't have like the guys that are bowling now. There's still some of the guys that I know. It's it's kind of like become nat like West Milan. again like NASCAR for me where right. I was into NASCAR and then like as the drivers change, it's got less and less to watch it. Yeah, I used yeah. to watch when PDW was on there. I used to watch PBA like all the time, and now it's kind of it was on Fox a lot. Yep, yep. and now it's kind of been regulated FS1. That you really kind of have to look for it, and there's some like um, Kyle uh, Troop, and there's some other guys on there that that have kind of some sticks going on and stuff, but it's it's not near like it was. It's you know, it's been replaced. No, no, Kyle Troop. Because no, Pete it, looks like that, like, tie back to what you said earlier, yes. like that mafia look. Yes. Yeah, like, no, yes. Kyle, Kyle Troop had this huge, like, fro. Uh, yes, on I remember him. But it, it's kind of, it feels like it's kind of being replaced by Cornhole. A because when bit. you see when you see those yeah. time spots when it yeah. used to be the PBA on ESPN, right. now it's cornhole. Yeah, because I used to every Sunday Sunday afternoon I'd watch PBA because it was on Fox at like noon yeah. or whatever, and it, it would be a lot of fun. And now I just kind of I don't know all the bowlers anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But I remember when Paul Allen, Allen bought the whole fucking league. Yeah, but it's still it's still around. It's still okay. there. I just curious. I would actually be interested in going to a live PBA event. I think that would be fun. They used to have one when Lexington had two bowling alleys. There was like one of the minor. Oh, League really? ones were played. It was at either Southland or North. They had like three or four one time. Yeah, like Joyland. Yeah, Joyland. And, and but they they had Eastland a PBA. They had a PBA competition here. You would go. And okay. That one. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But it's it's PDW P, PD yeah. Weber man. That was that was when it was that was when it was kicking right. Yeah. So happy anniversary of that. Shout out to that. Shout out. All right. Well, wow. Jumbo episode a little bit, but that's cool. Because well, we hadn't been we together haven't, since last been, year. Had, yeah, right since last year. But it's been a minute. It has been a minute. But we'll oh, if you haven't watched it yet, speaking of your list thing, if you want, you, I know Sean's probably on it. Have you watched the new uh, Chappelle on Netflix? I now? have not watched the new one yet. Man, the opening skit, like, Put that in there. I had no idea where he was going. Like, okay. And then it went somewhere, and then you were like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, he had me. All right. Well, there you go. I've been reading a lot lately. Well, hopefully in 2024, we will not be uh, as Cat far between like episodes. Hard. So yeah, we'll be back every time. Anyway, but Cat Williams. If you know, you know. If you don't, you probably shouldn't. Either way, we'll see you later. See ya. That's the one with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he went hard in the paint. Bro had receipts.